What's up, bench warmers? Welcome back for a special bonus episode of the Far End of the Bench podcast, hosted by myself, Jimmy Pilato, and Nico Bryant, and with a couple special guests once again back for the second annual FEOTB Pod College Football Bowl season pick'em. Don Pilato and Jeremy Fear. We got a ton of great stuff coming your way. Haven't seen each other in, in quite some time, so we got a, a little bit reacquainted. Talked a lot about some games, had a lot of disagreements. It was a, a blast. Long episode, longest episode in podcast history, but we hope you guys enjoy. Uh, and you don't have to listen all at once. Take a break every now and then, listen to some games, come back, tell us, and be sure when you do that, subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on your favorite podcasting platform, and follow us on social media at FEOTB Pod. New episodes drop every single Wednesday with videos coming out throughout the rest of the week so be sure we're putting out a ton of content each week for you guys be sure to take advantage of it follow us subscribe to us all that great stuff uh by the way guys uh champion is sitting right here i don't think he's uh, we just recorded the entire thing i don't think he's got a good chance of repeating i don't think he might be yeah there's the, no uh, chance he repeats no yeah, shot no i'm coming shot. back yeah. look until you dethrone me you can't talk i was last place last to first talk about talk about cinderella story over here to be the man you got to beat the man to be the man you got to beat the man you know what right now you got to take the belt off my waist that's all you got to do best time of the year bowl season let's go All right, this is going to be a lot of fun. This is year number two. We, uh, I can't believe it's already been a year since the last time. Uh, for those of you tuning in on YouTube, for those of you tuning into the podcast, if you're a new listener, you guys don't know what I'm talking about. This is our second annual at FVOTB Pod College Bowl Season Pick'em. We are joined by a couple special guests. We'll get to introduce them here in a second. We are going to be picking all 44 bowl games, plus we have the extra game with the national championship, and uh, I'll give you guys opinions on betting lines, who you guys should pick, who we think is going to win. Uh, we'll be putting out Twitter polls and all that kind of stuff. But with, before we get into all that, let's go ahead. Let's reintroduce our esteemed panel, both guys that have been on the podcast plenty of times. Uh, but we'll start. Jeremy, you were our first recurring guest we've done masters you've done bowl season last year you did uh march madness this year march madness, so yeah with jeremy reintroduce yourself to the people who might not know you gentlemen thank you very much for having me back on for like the hundredth time it feels like uh like jimmy said can't believe it's already been a year um it seems like it's now become a tradition to do the bowl pool and it sounds like you guys have been killing it with the podcast so props to both of you um excited to be back Hopefully take the crown this year, um, because last year I know I got my butt kicked. So did a little bit more homework and uh, ready to go. I feel like this year is going to just be a lot more competitive. Uh, speaking of taking the crown, I guess we should introduce the guy who has technically the crown. Uh, didn't take advantage of it. I told him he, he could pick what the stipulation was going to be when he won last year. My brother and uh, now podcasting partner with my other show, the Dago Express, uh, Nick. Nick or Dom? What are we going to go with tonight? Your Twitter still says Dom, so I feel like Dom is okay. But well, what are we going with? In all fairness, I tried to change it on Twitter, and it actually wouldn't let me. Uh, I'm not entirely, I guess. I don't know. I'm not <laughs> entirely sure why. But uh, for this, for the sake of this show, we'll go with Dom since I've been on this show before as Dom. And, yes, I do have the crown. I'm not looking to give it away. 
and <laughs> yeah, I did not take advantage of it last year, but it was partially because, you know, a lot of, you know, very busy, a lot of college things going on, all that different stuff. So I have an idea for this year. That's the hope at least. Now, I, w- I want to say I pro- I think I came in last last year, so I am <laughs> bringing up the rear. I'll be honest. You've ha- been very open about your lack of college. Football oh, <laughs> it's 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 an absolutely abysmal. Like I'm picking like hats and a straw. Oh, I, I've heard this player before, so I guess I'll pick this team. Beautiful. It's li- it's, it's 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 like. Because like, obviously I pay more more attention to the college basketball scene and, and all like especially when it comes to tournament time. But when it comes to college bowl season, like I know like the top twenty five at the most, <laughs> and that's pushing that's it. That's fair. <laughs> that's pushing it. Yeah. No. This year, I'll be honest with you. Since I didn't win last year, the amount of college football that I've watched so far, and then I have my notebook over there. I didn't have it over here because I'd be flipping through pages. I took like four pages of notes on all the games that I had a little bit of uncertainty about i took four pages of notes there's a lot of teams on here that are like seven and five and have played like four one and eleven teams so you you're picking based on record you're gonna have a bad time if you're picking. i'm picking based off of a base or like the ones that i got I'm, I'm probably i mean i'll probably watch most of them but the ones that i won't have an eye on i'm definitely just picking a straw and a hat like it's not necessarily a reason behind I it just, i just want to point out though he gave me shit for taking notes last year I'm the one who took um, all the notes last year, and now I guess and it paid off. And it paid so off. Saying, so obviously you didn't do. Your, you obviously don't want to re- retain the crown. Well, there's I do been want a to retain the crown. That's why I took my notes. This there's year. a very famous saying: a blind squirrel can find a nut, and I feel like that's what last year was. Dom, all I'm going to say is this: whatever has been working for you last year, continue to do it. And that's exactly. Even though I'm going to take it this year. All right. Uh-huh. Before we yeah. we're going to talk, we have one bit of news to get to because it broke after Nico and I recorded our episode that came out already this week. Uh, strategy for how you pick. We got Nico's strategy. Kind of put him in a hat. Uh, if he doesn't, the ones if I he know. doesn't know the, know the team, he's, team, he's just picking. He's uh, your girlfriend picking the March Madness pool. Oh, Bearcat could beat up a mountain lion, right? Right. <laughs> I'm not that stupid. I, I know. I know. I know. It's yeah. in jest. Okay. Uh, or pick strategy. Uh, I usually take uh, as many notes as I can to look at the strength of schedule. I look Nerd. at how many points that they put up against their opponents, and I kind of gauge based off of that. There's like you said, there's some seven and five teams that have played like one and eleven, two and ten teams. So you got to take that into account too. To me, if they play teams like that, you got to make sure that they beat them by enough points for you to actually count it. Because if they are already one and eleven and they don't really have anything to fight for, then there's no reason to. But you know what I mean. So you just kind of gotta. There's a lot of different things in in play. But to me, I, I, that's how I look at it. I like that strategy um, going into this year. I got year? three things for the strategy. One, like what Dom said, strength of schedule is one. Two, which you guys haven't touched on yet, but we'll touch a bunch on, is who's actually sitting out of the bowl games and who's playing in the bowl games. And three, where is actually the bowl games being played? Are they play? You know, is the East Coast playing on a, in the West Coast, or is the West Coast team playing in the Bahamas? You you don't know. So um, that's kind of my strategy going in. Um, hopefully, it pays off this year. But um, without further ado, let's get let's get started. Yep. Yeah, uh, before we get into the picks, Urban Meyer college football coaching legend, did get fired finally at long last. I was expecting it since uh, week three is when the finger-banging video came out, and uh, it just hasn't gotten any better from there. And now reports are that he kicked his kicker. And that's how you have to get fired from the Jaguars. The Jaguars organization is so toxic. The only way to get actually fired is to kick your own kicker. And, and then when you, go, when you leave after you're like 1-11 or whatever, they, maybe they've won two games, 
uh, you tell all of your coaching staff how bad they fucking suck. And I had a better staff at Bowling Green. That's where we're at with Urban Meyer. <laughs> I don't know what anybody else expected. I know, Jeremy, you're an Ohio State fan, so I'm very interested to get your take on this. But Jeremy, is he the worst person to ever coach in college sports? J- Jeremy had Urban Meyer cheer him on while he was golfing. That's right. So That's right. I, I, obviously, I love Urban Meyer, but obviously his a, his actions the last year have not been very what, very good, very – uh, very unprofessional, but I will say um, he does know how to co- coach college football. But I don't know if he has, and I don't know if he knows how to coach NFL football. More importantly, I don't know if he has to coach football in this day and age. Seems like he's more of an old school coach that hasn't adapted to the new ways. I mean, he does he does kind of own Nick Saban in college football. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go down that rabbit hole. But um, that being said. Um, I think his days have passed. I think he needs to take some time off college football or and NFL in general. Um, and honestly, the Jaguars' job, like you said, just a complete disaster, top to bottom. Even starting from the owner all the way, you know, to the city where they're located in. I've never seen the Jaguars. I think they had one AFC Championship run like a couple years they ago. Had one, yeah, they had yeah. one AFC Championship run against the Broncos. I want to say in like the early '90s or late '90s. And then the one in 2015. Where that's they, it. Yeah, oh, yeah. they with, lost with, to the Patriots, right. and the that was uh, Brady's last one with the Patriots. But yeah, complete disaster. Just a complete disaster. There was no other way yeah. that this could go. I mean, everywhere that Urban comes from, the uh, we're gonna make sure every anything bad, anything poor, and this yeah. is what you can do in college football. Anything wrong that you've done, we can sweep under the rug. We can make people forget about it. You come yeah. out, you apologize, and we'll move on. The NFL does not do that. No. The NFL brings up anything and everything that you could have and will have done wrong. We saw that when he brought in that dumbass strength coach. First, The first of many bad decisions that I think led us down this road. When you brought in the strength coach with the sexual harassment allegations, yeah. knowing that he had the sexual harassment allegations and thinking that was going to be a good idea, that was a no. complete wrong move. He, he he was very, very good in college football because of being able to control his situation. Control Correct. what your players do. Control what where the classes are. doesn't where, hurt that you get the best players. Exactly. Where, where they eat, where they sleep, all that. The NFL is a completely different story. These are grown men that you're trying to control, and it's not the same thing. When you go to the – when you play in college football – you come straight out of high school, especially you're you're during the headlights. You're brand new to all this, and, and going to the NFL is completely different. These guys are the best at their at their position in college football. College football players, most of those players don't play at the next level. This is their last yep. year of football, yep. so they're there for the love of the game. Mm-hmm. NFL, you're there getting paid. You're there to win games. You're there to make a living. Completely different story. And Urban Meyer just did not take that into consideration. That's why a lot of college coaches in general don't work at the NFL level. Yeah, it, very it's, few. Jim Harbaugh, maybe Pete Carroll. It's about the only two I can it's think only of. Two, yeah. It normally yeah. takes you one time. Jim, Jimmy Johnson around. too. Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson did yeah. a. Jimmy Johnson's yeah. one of the rare cases where he went right to the NFL and had yeah. success. Yeah, and that was the. Uh, it's because of the team also. <laughs> How good the Cowboys. It was were the train robbery. The tra- train robbery trade when they traded Herschel Walker for like eighteen picks to yeah. Minnesota or whatever. That was how they got all the those guys. But if you don't, if you come in and you're a college coach going into the NFL, I mean, even look at guy a guy like Joe Brady who owned college football yep. in 2019. He's already fired two years into his NFL coaching job. It is totally different. Um, I have a little bit of insight with him here in a little bit. We'll talk about him in a minute. Uh, that's I guess that's a good enough time to, as any to transition. Let's go ahead. Uh, we'll start on Friday, December 17th, and we'll go ahead and start getting into our bull picks. Hit pause. December 17th, the games that are uh, starting a little bit later on today, we have the Bahamas Bowl and the Cure Bowl. We're starting with the Bahamas Bowl. Uh, Middle Tennessee 
versus Toledo. Middle Tennessee coming in six and six, and Toledo seven and five. I mentioned it in the in the little preamble that we had there. There's a lot of teams that made bowl eligibility by beating up on a lot of very bad teams also. Middle Tennessee might be one of those teams. Now, it's Conference USA. I have not watched a ton of these games, and I'm a guy who loves watching college football. I have not watched a ton of Middle Tennessee. But I will tell you that when you're beating teams with one and two wins by like three or four points, doesn't really give me a whole lot of confidence. That being said, what are some of the thoughts that we have in this game? And Jeremy, we'll, we'll kick it off with you. What do you got for this one? Well, I haven't, unfortunately, I know, shame on me, not watch a lot of Tuesday Maction. Um, but that being said, um, I do, in fact, remember one game that sticks out to me, and this is why I'm rolling with them. It's actually Toledo, who had the lead late against Notre Dame in Notre Dame week two. They ended up blowing the law, the, the game, losing 32-29. Um, I'm going to roll with Toledo here. Jimmy, like you said, um, Middle Tennessee hasn't beaten really anybody. Um, the line on this, I believe, is seven and a half. I, I kind of like Toledo covering here this uh, for, the, for the Bahamas Bowl, which usually usually is always kind of a like clown show. I mean, there was one game where I think Central Michigan a long time ago had like some like Hail Mary or like a bunch of lob passes back and yes, ended yeah. up being so. I know this you're one is going, chaos. Yeah, chaos, yeah. chaos. They should call this a chaos bowl. I don't know what's going to have more chaos. This one, I think the Barstool Bowl is going to be a shit show, but I'm here for it. But yeah, the Bahamas Bowl, uh, there was one year where Western Kentucky – that's it. They they were I think ten and one or eleven and one on the season. They won their conference. They were all excited. They were down by thirty five at halftime, and nobody gave them a chance. They come all the way back. And like Jeremy said, it was like four or five laterals on the hail mary, and they came back all the way and won. <laughs> and it, it might have been I think that was Paxton Lynch's Memphis team. That was Paxton Lynch's Memphis team go. that blew really that not lead. Need to say that name around here. We still That's okay. That he lost the game, and we still drafted him. That's fine. That's cool. <laughs> John Elway knows what he's doing. All right, Nick, what do you got on this? <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go Toledo here as well. I said, like Jeremy said, and Jeremy you said as well. Middle Tennessee is a school that uh, it's probably one of their first bowl games, and I don't know how long. Like they're and Toledo is always around the top of the Mac. They may not win it every year, but they're, they're always sneaking around, make, keeping some sort of conversation about being on top of the Mac. So for that reason, Toledo, I'm going Toledo here with a 7-5 and five record, getting the first win of the Bulls season. Are you going with the group, or are you going to be the one black sheep? Uh, I will go with the group. Uh, it, and I don't want to be too repetitive, but I said it in the intro when we were talking about our pick strategy. I usually go with who have they beaten, What's their record? Have they beaten them by a ton of points? And like you said, they're, I think their opponent's win record combined is like 5 and 40, 50-something. 50 um, and truthfully, in those games, they haven't really been as dominant as I would have expected them to be. So I'm going with Toledo as well. Yeah, I'm going with the Rockets from Toledo. Uh, Mac football is wild. The I talk about, uh, pardon my take a lot, they talked about it when the Maction did start this year on Tuesday night. I believe the first Tuesday night they had a prop bet in their Barstool Sportsbook app where if it was seven and a half missed field goals or PATs, and it hit the over by like 14. It was ridiculous. Uh, speaking of betting lines for this game before we move on, it's a 10-point it spread ten, now. 10-point spread. Uh, okay. With my bookie, be sure if you're going to bet uh, this bowl season, mybookie.ag, use promo code BENCH, and you'll double your first deposit. Uh, Middle Tennessee is a plus 10. Uh, I don't – plus 10, plus 295 outright. Toledo minus 370 money line. Over-under is 49.5. Now, 
I would say Bahamas Bull, if you bet the under, you're just hope you're you ho- you hope, hope there's a hurricane that rolls into the Bahamas under in a bowl game you're there's hoping never. for a, a bad time you don't want to have fun if you bet the uh, <laughs> under in the Bahamas bowl that being said it's not gonna hit hit the over smash the over 40, 49 and a half is just so damn so damn fun to look at the next next couple is where it get interesting because when you get to like the 60 point over unders that's really like oh, i don't know if i'm really gonna do that much there's a few yeah. teams <laughs> there's a couple teams like i meant i did uh, i bet on the wake forest north carolina game and i think i parlayed uh the sp- i parlayed the spread and i think the over under was at like 72 and a half i go oh yeah. the i hit the over on that one i go ah, i'm not sure about that and a lot of it was 84 points by the end of the oh third quarter God. when Wake Forest and North Carolina played this year. Oh yeah, 49 is, is basically a lob. Like you, yeah. you just got to take that and, and run with it. This is where you you, you line, your, the pocket, weather, you line your pocketbook. This you Could start windy, thing, the Bahamas. You start things off good with this over, and then see how things go from there. Other game taking place: the Cure Bowl, Northern Illinois, uh, second runner-up in the MAC, and Coastal Carolina. Uh, third in the Conference USA. They had a couple losses this year, so the Chanticleers not coming in undefeated, but obviously they're still a lot of fun uh, to talk about because of what they did during that COVID season last year. Jeremy, um, what are you thinking about this game? So this is a tough game for me to pick, honestly. Um, obviously, Jimmy, I know your heart is on the Chanticleers. I think it was the Mighty Mites, uh, the offensive Their line. offensive line last yeah. year was incredible. Yes. Um, what, what is the line on the, on, on the book? This one is ten and a half. Ten and a half. Coastal have, Carolina. Yeah, minus eleven. Minus Coastal eleven. Carolina. Okay, so over under sixty three. So I mean, well, to to start, I mean, I like Northern Illinois to cover. Um, this is a battle between two pretty veteran quarterbacks, Grayson McCall, who obviously is probably going to get drafted. I believe. I mean, I know he's not going to be a day one pick, but he's got potential. He's got twenty three touchdowns on the year, uh, about twenty five hundred yards mm-hmm. passing, and then Rocky Lombardi, the transfer from Michigan State. Um, lost on a heartbreaker in the championship game. Um, and so, I mean, he's got 2,400 yards passing this year. He's just a winner. Um, I like I like Coastal Carolina to win. I like Northern Illinois to cover. See, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna differ here. I I look. I'm picking the the shots as well, but I think they I think they cover. I think okay. South Carolina still has a little bit of edge from last year. I think Northern Illinois is kind of like a deer in the headlights. Rocking the bar is absolutely obviously a stud, but I think it's a completely different story when it comes to bowl season. You're playing against a team that has back-to-back seasons with with five or less losses, like for the first time I'm thinking program history. Mm-hmm. So for that reason, I'm gonna go close to Carolina. I, I had them in my. Uh, Ride the slope this this past week on Monday, and I'm still going to keep it at minus 11. Yeah, I remember that ride the slope. That's why I was interested to see what what happened when we got to this one. Uh, what are you What do you got for this? I'm also picking Coastal Carolina. I like them over Northern Illinois mainly because, like you said, it's the first time I think two years in a row, back to back five five year lo- or five game losses each year. Um, so I think that they're kind of like I guess ride the, they're riding the slope, right? They're falling down a little bit. So I, okay. I like Coastal Carolina uh, over in Northern Illinois. This is going to be the first of probably many tonight. Not so fast. <laughs> Northern Illinois, yes, they're 9-4. and four. They did come back and win the MAC. Or, yes, win the MAC. I was mistaken about that. So their losses this season, Wyoming, 50-43. to 43. Michigan, uh, that was – we don't have to count. That's their outlier that I'm going yep. to throw out there. 63 to 10. With what Michigan did to Ohio State, that should not be a surprise to anybody. 
Uh, Kent State, 52-47. to And then second to last week of the season, they lost to Western Michigan, 42-21. Here's the thing, though. In the MAC championship, they played Kent State again, came back and won. They're also playing teams like Wyoming. They beat Georgia Tech in the beginning of the year. That's a good win. That's power a, five win. a good Power 5 win. Northern Illinois is not a team to sleep on. So I'm going to go with the MAC champions. I think that they beat the Chanticleers. Honestly, this one, I'm the 63 is, is high, but I think that these two teams are going to have a lot of points, and it's going to be whoever's defense shows up in the right spots. And there's not going to be any defense played in the Cure Bowl. Whose defense shows up in the right spots? And I'm putting my faith that Northern Illinois will do that. I like their head coach a lot as well. They've been on the uptick as a program. Um, so I'm going Northern Illinois. Well, listen to the, the scores you just read off. And, and do you really think after that many points either let up or scored, do you really think that this would hit the under? Hell no. Like there's the, like I think the over is going to hit by a lot here. Like 66 is very, very reasonable. Yeah. And then those scores, let alone on Northern Illinois, Coastal Carolina doesn't win games like 10 to 6. 10 to 7 either no. so like these are this is a game that the over is there's a reason why it's at over over under 66 but i still would take the over yes uh and i think i'm looking here at northern illinois schedule i think they've scored less than 25 and one two games there's two games that they scored less than 25 and coastal carolina on their schedule um let's see there was no games where they scored less than 25 points so wow. This wow. is another one. Put it in over. over. Let it I hit. I like the over on and, this one, too. And that's going to be all that she wrote. But I'm the, I'm the only one going with NIU. Everybody else is on Coastal Carolina. So that's Friday's uh, slated games. We'll go ahead. We'll move on to the 18th tomorrow and start off with the Boca Raton Bowl. Starting off in the Boca Raton Bowl, Appalachian State, one of the teams that knocked off Coastal Carolina this season, versus Western Kentucky, another CUSA Maction matchup. Uh, this one, not a ton. Obvious. This one is a little bit more straightforward than some of the games we've seen so far. So we'll go ahead. We'll get right to the picks. Jeremy, what are you, what are you thinking about this game? I got a couple thoughts on this game. Um, I have experience watching both teams, actually. Um, Western Kentucky actually played my Hoosiers this year, and it was the one of only two games that we won. So we're not going to get into that. So that um, means I'm definitely riding out of state, <laughs> I guess. Um, that being said um, – I was originally going to go to Western Western Kentucky. Um, their offensive coordinator, I really wanted to be on staff at IU. He ended up getting the Texas Tech job. Listen to this. This guy, Bailey Zappe, who's the uh, quarterback for Western Kentucky, has 5,500 yards passing, 56 touchdowns, and 11 interceptions. So this guy's going to be throwing the ball a lot. Um, so I, I do like that fact, but – I'm going to go with Appalachian State just because of a couple of things. Um, obviously, Western Kentucky losing their offensive coordinator to Tech, that was tough. I think the Western Kentucky's offensive coordinator is uh, Zach Kidley. Um, and then I do like Chase Bryce. He was the transfer from Clemson. He um, played Miami, um, did watch the game there. Really tough. They had Miami had to barely pull that game out. So Appalachian State has some Power 5 experience, um, being that it is – in the Boca Raton Bowl, again, one another one of these bowls where you just, you know, you look at that over under and you're just like, there's gonna be a lot of points scored here. So um, I do like Appalachian State just because of the fact that Western Kentucky's offensive coordinator is not coaching in the game. Yeah, and on top of that, I love like the Chase Bryce factor. Like him being at Clemson, I think is gonna be a big, big 
big, especially in bowl games, because like we talk about teams that are look are are fresh or these lower level bowl games. You think about players that have played in big time games that necessarily aren't aren't necessarily bigger bowl games. Chase Price has has that experience. And Athlete Ashton State only at minus three. I like those odds a lot. Yeah. Um, Western Kentucky, like you said, great passer, but like I think it's very very hard to go against a team that's that. Played great bat football all season long in Appalachian State. So I'm going to go whatever their mascot is. I don't even know their mascot Mountaineers. is. Mountaineers. Mountaineers. I'm going to go the Mountaineers. It's the Appalachian Mountains. In the Boone, That's right. North Carolina. Yep. Yeah, no surprise here. I'm going with Appalachian State, too. Uh, looking at their schedule, uh, I see they beat Georgia State. That's a good win. They beat Coastal Carolina. That's another good win. They did lose to Louisiana twice this year, actually. The first one they damn ended good up team. Good damn team. good team. Damn good team. Very well deserving of the 16th rank in the country. Uh, they did lose by big uh, 41-13 on October 12th, and then they came back just last weekend uh, or two weekends ago. I'm not sure which. December 4th, and they made it a closer game, but they did still lose. Um, but either way, I'm going with Appalachian State. I like them over Western Kentucky. I don't think I can pick a school. I can't pick against a school that has the same mascot as the school that I went to. You don't have to worry about it. There's no other Hoosier in the country. (laughs) Uh, The Lopers and the Lopes is a big discrimination thing. We almost got to a fight. I know, I know. Nebraska Kearney is the Lopers, and that's who Western played. Who are the Lopers? Yeah, that's who Western played in the playoffs. Nico almost beat me up and kicked me out when I said Lopes down, but it's Lopers down. Lopers down. Um, So I'm going Appalachian State mainly because – the program, ever since that Michigan upset, has just continued to grow, and they're solidified in the Conference USA right now. I think that they could maybe be moved into the. I was gonna say, are they moving to the American? They could. I, I mean, they very easily could. They could also. I could see them maybe going to ACC oh, at wow. some point. Just yeah. they're getting to that that level as a program. So Appalachian State is in a good spot. Uh, we're a clean sweep for the Mountaineers in that one. Western Kentucky. It's gonna be fun. Western Kentucky is a ton of fun to watch. Score. Obviously, just look at all of their all of their games. Zappa has sco- has thrown for over 300 yards except for one game this season. So it's going to have a high flying acrobatics. This but. may be one of the most entertaining, I think, first like first weekend yep. games of the bowl season, no doubt. This is the one that draws you in. But by the way, I don't understand not watching a bowl game. I bought, I got a Fitbit two Christmases ago, and the first day that I had it on, I did not move from the spot in my <laughs> on my couch, and my Fitbit was like, "Are you okay? Like, you did alive? you tell us? Yeah, Are you paralyzed you and forgot in? to tell us? Yeah. Or?" No, I'm just football. Done. All day. Uh, next next bowl game that we have, the Celebration Bowl. Jackson State in the news for uh, flipping the number two recruit, getting number the one. number one recruit, number one the highest recruit ever at the FCS and, and one of the biggest recruits at the HBCU level. And they're playing South Carolina State. Jackson State's coming in at 11-1. and one. South Carolina State, 6-5. and five. Uh, I don't think anybody's going to be no, different is, here. but pretty easy. Yeah, I think Jackson State all the way. Uh, Deion Sanders factor. They're riding a lot of momentum with that uh, number one recruit. What's his name again? Uh, Trevor. Trevor Hunter or uh, Tra- I Travis. Name. I think uh, Travis. Yeah, Travis Hunter. I think is Travis his name. Hunter. Yep. Um, I think. I mean, it's Dion. He's gonna be riding a lot of momentum into the next year. I think this is only taking their program to another level. The one thing I'm kind of interested to see is that. You know, back when Florida State was look was in the coaching carousel, I'm surprised they didn't hire Dion because Dion just took their number one recruit who was committed to that Florida State for 20 months. So if that doesn't tell you anything about the way the trajectory of Jack, um, Jackson State. 
um, I'm we're, I'm rolling with Dion and the crew. Yeah, I, I think there's no doubt. I'm running Jackson, Jackson State as well. The one thing I'm so interested about this school especially is like, look, you got the number one recruit coming in next year, and obviously that's just the start. But Dion has, has shown that he wants to build that program up yeah. as, as being like one of the best HBCUs in the country. Yeah. And what I'm so interested in, being 11-1, great first first year or, or whatever year it is that this Dion's been coaching. This is year two. I think it's year two for him. So yeah. great year two for you. Now, next year, I, I want to see, see them schedule some top Power 5 conference teams. Go against maybe some of the lower-level Power 5s and see what you got because you're getting the talent now because mm-hmm. that's not even a problem anymore. Now, let's see what you got. Got to get some big dogs and see what that changes. South Carolina State is just the puppy here that's just getting green. fed just, to the dogs. They just had to pick another HBCU. HBCU, for this yeah. yeah. Those poor, those those poor guys are like, man, we barely made a bowl game, but we're gonna get run over by prime time. Honestly, next season when they come back and they have like forty speed flexes in their equipment room instead of the ten that yeah. they have now, it's gonna. It won't seem worth it on Saturday, but it might seem worth it then. That's the – I'm glad you mentioned that. That's one of the big things about Dion and now Eddie George also being a coach at an HBCU. And Hugh Jackson just picked up a job as well. So the SWAC, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, is getting the big-name coaches, the high-level talent. And Dion said in an early press conference, when he got to Jackson State, they didn't have last names on the back of their jerseys. That cost a lot of money. And they're able to do that now. Uh, UNC also does not have nice names on the back of their jerseys. So, I mean, it's, go. it's getting – Dion is a great influence for that school. Uh, are you going against Jackson State or are you going with Coach Prime? Honestly, I don't know a ton about either of the teams that are in this You bowl. don't watch HBCU football? I don't. I don't. Ignorant I know. bastard. Huge, huge surprise. But um, when I was going through and making these picks, I just looked at each game individually. And uh, looking at each game individually, I mean – they won 7-6 back in September against Florida A&M. That shows me that they can win close games and they can tough it out. That's a good point. Uh, and then looking at some of these other games, like they beat Alabama State 28-7. That means that they can score, they can they can put up points when they need to. Alabama A&M, they won 61-15. Again, they can score points when they need to. But then also in the closer games, like against, uh, I'm assuming that's Mississippi Valley, MS Valley, uh, they won 28-19. That's a closer game, but that still shows that hey, they can play a little bit of defense too. Yeah. So yeah, well, I, I mean, mean to Deion me, Deion Sanders as your coach. That's I'm, I mean, that yeah, DB room I, it has to be it. insane. It's, and I think Deion Sanders Jr. is the quarterback. And I get it. Base. That's that's probably you know obviously that you got one of the best uh, defensive backs to ever play in the NFL as as the your best. coach. So obviously your defense, your, possibly especially the your best back half, of your defensive defense, football player of all time, especially but the back half of your defense is going to be by far insanely. You know they're going to have their their assignments down and all that different stuff. So no surprise that they can play some defense. But looking at all of their games and all the points that they've scored, they're a very well-rounded team. So yes, I'm going with Good Jackson point, State. Dom. Yep, uh, we're all on Jackson State in that game. That's going to be a fun one to watch. It's on ABC at 10 a.m. So it's the earlier the earlier game. Noon, um, noon kick for uh, the East Coast folks. Uh, we're just getting into the Saturday slate. Saturday is going to be my favorite day of the weekend. New Mexico Bowl. Next one up, Fresno State. Uh, without their quarterback who led them on that comeback victory earlier on in the season. Wow. He is, USC, yeah. he is not going to be playing in this game versus UTEP, University of Texas El Paso. Um, this one, I'm a little bit – I, I, I'll start with my pick on this one. I picked Fresno, and that was mainly because I remembered that USC game. Now that I know that quarterback isn't playing, I'm a little bit weary on it. But UTEP, 
I didn't see anything necessarily jump out at me when I was doing my research on UTEP. So I'm going to stick with my gut feeling and my initial pick in Fresno. Um, Jeremy, what are you what are you thinking when you see the Bulldogs versus the Miners? So a couple things here. Uh, again, another one of these IU connections. Uh, Kalen DeBoer was the head coach of Fresno State, just took the job at Washington. Um, and Penix, Penix Jr., our old IU, coach, or IU, IU quarterback, ended up transferring there. So I kind of am pretty familiar with Fresno State. Um, they obviously, they turned the program around. A very successful year in beating USC. Um, however, one of the things that I did mention earlier was travel. Um, and being that UTEP is pretty close to New Mexico, um, I'm actually going to roll here with the Miners because, yes, they um, had a very, very hot start and they, and they finished uh, pretty slow. Um, but the, the fact is, is that, Again, they don't have to travel as much as far, and for that reason, I know it sounds crazy. Um, I just I like UTEP. I think with the coach going to Washington and not being in at Fresno, and along with the quarterback, like Jimmy said, um, I'm rolling with UTEP. Jeremy, I don't know how good your uh, geographics is, but I'm gonna, I hate to tell you, California is not that far from New Mexico. I mean, it's only UTEP one is, state over. That's true. It's that's not like no, no, no. There's Arizona. There's Arizona. I know one state in between. It's, I'm almost, UTEP is right on, on right next to New Mexico. Okay, well, it's not like this is a this is a long like ass drive. That's true. Yeah. That's true. It's not like it's Buffalo not, going all the way out that's to That's true. That's true. Hey, travel factor. Continue I, to converse amongst yourselves. Uh, I'll get the exact <laughs> distance. Nico, give us your pick. I'm gonna go with the best team in the state of california for this season and that's fresno state and the reason behind that is because you beat usc and ucla and, and or you didn't beat ucla but ucla fell off so i i am gonna go with fresno for that reason even if like it's not like obviously the quarterback makes a difference coach makes a difference but it's not like this is night and day you t- they're a far better off program right now than utep momentum Momentum. So, I'm, I'm going with Fresno State. I, I'm not even hesitating with this one. So I am also going with Fresno State. I'll start off with that. But, Nico, they did beat UCLA 40 to 37. I was wrong. Yeah, so they are. The, uh, the, they are. I mean, I knew they were, like, the leaders in the California. I mean, I don't know how long that will be since Lincoln Riley came into town. But Jeremy was right. It's 900 miles from Fresno Thank to you, New, Me- New Mexico. It's Thank 200 you. from okay, Utah. Okay, it's so. still not It's 900 miles means something. Still, no, <laughs> it's still. 700 miles different. Yeah. So, yeah, Jeremy was right. Uh, Thank you. Either way, it's not like it's like my point still stands. It's not like they're going all the way across country, right? They're essentially uh, – It's a, a one-hour time difference, okay? Right. It's not, right. Let's not act like they're 700 miles. Exactly. Because I'm pretty sure – like I, I mean, I'm, I'm It's 700 miles because California is they're, they're bigger top, than yeah, it needs to be. They're at the top I of California. It. I, yes. So, I, uh, to continue, though, I've again, looking at all of their games, they, they've shown well-rounded uh, play throughout the entire year. I mean, starting off all the way back in August, they shut out Connecticut. Again, it's Connecticut. I understand. It's hard to yeah, shut out a team not in general. playing women's basketball over in Connecticut. It's I football. Understand. I understand. But it's hard to shut out a team in general, no matter how bad they might be. Okay? That's fair. So it, That's it's, fair. it's impressive. Good point. Good point. You know, it, there's different levels of impressive, but it's impressive nonetheless. They played Oregon close. They only lost by a touchdown. They played uh, and, and handily beat, not necessarily to anybody's surprise, Cal Poly. And then you can keep going through. They beat UCLA close. They can tough out those close games. And, again, yes, they did lose to Hawaii, but it was a close game. So, I'm going with Fresno State. Yeah, uh, we're all uh, – the only thing here, it's Mountain West versus CUSA. Which football – which conference do you have a little bit more faith in? 
I think is a fair way to, to think about this game. I don't necessarily think that it's going to be a blowout, but I do think Fresno has enough to get the win in that one. So Jeremy is the, the odd man out oh, for that dog. game. Uh, Independence Bowl, next one up. Number 13 in the country, the BYU Cougars, 10-2 and two on the season, taking on the UAB Blazers. Interesting enough, UAB is actually under investigation per the NCAA right now. Oh. Just didn't know if anybody else needed to know that. That is a no thing idea. that is happening. Uh, and BYU, unfortunately, didn't have the year that they thought they were going to have, but mm. nothing to sneeze at. Uh, I think I watched the main time that I watched BYU, they lost to Boise. But 10-2 and two on the year, not, not terrible. What are we thinking when it comes to the Independence Bowl, BYU versus UAB? Yeah, it's open. Yeah. Go ahead, Jeremy. All right. Um, do you want to go first? You want me to no, go? go? All ahead, right. All right. Um, so a couple of things here with this bowl game. Obviously, this bowl game has always been one of those kind of very tricky bowl games. I remember a couple years ago, Miami played Louisiana Tech, and Louisiana Tech beat Miami. So um, if anything, Miami not showing up in a bowl it, game. Yeah. If anything, here here's the thing with this BYU obviously got the shaft when it comes to this bowl game going from not playing and obviously they're they're 13th ranked in the country which and they're playing all the way down the street port louisiana that doesn't make any sense to me i think they're going to win i think they're going to win um if this ha if they do end up winning um it would be the first time that they clinched uh, 11 win season for byu um mm -hmm. since 2006 2007 um and it's just the fifth time that b that uab um, is in a bowl game. So I mean, their program I mean, was killed like three years ago. It's just re, re, just newly true. reinstated, and it's already under investigation. So I I think, like I said, I think BYU cruises. Going to be a tough game for BYU to get up for, just because it's a sleeper game. It's a nothing little bowl in a small town. Um, I do like BYU. I think they cruise, um, and I hope they don't prove me wrong. But this bowl can bite you in the butt sometimes. Yeah, uh, by far my favorite line of this first weekend is this game. Minus BYU is at minus seven against a program that obviously has much more going on behind the scenes than than that they're worried about necessarily than on the field. You talk about that that program being basically they, them scratching that program until like a big outcry by the fan base and then yeah. bring them back. And then you have the investigation pending to BYU. Like J Jeremy said, 13, 13th best team in the country. And they're not in a, not even like sniffing a good bowl game. Yeah. Like that, that, that's, that doesn't make any sense to me. That's like that. That's a motivate motivation. And that's, that's, that's something that BYU wants to cap off 11 win season. And it, it may not be Taysom Hill. It may not be Zach Wilson at the head, but BYU is still a very, very solid program. So I'm going to be BYU. Three power five teams this year, I believe. And they're in the independence bowl. Yeah. That's like terrible. It's like, it this could be a motivating factor. It could also be discouraging. I agree, Jimmy. I will tell you this going back to, Oh, it's a hard game to get up for. It's a crap bowl. They got the shaft, all that different yeah. stuff. Their strength coach, coach Jeff Butler used to be at UNC. Okay. That man is the only reason why I got excited for 5 a.m. workouts. He will make sure that this team is up and ready to go and excited. And sure, you got, there. you got the crap. Yeah. You know, you got the crap bowl. It's the Independence Bowl. Okay, but the, I promise you. Ever you, been to Shreveport, Louisiana? No, I, I can. I feel like not. that's the bigger. It's not, not the name I of the bowl. Not. It's the fact that you're in Shreveport, Louisiana. I can <laughs> guarantee you that Coach Butler will make sure that BYU, the Cougars are ready for this bowl. So I'm going with BYU. I hope Cosmo does a halftime dance just because I I like watching his TikTok mm -hmm. videos. He's a good dancer. Uh, uh, we're all on the Cougars in that one. BYU probably going to win that one easily. Next bowl game, the Lending Tree Bowl. Another Mac school. And this one, Liberty. Liberty, 
was uh, a little bit interesting just because they were they had that great season last year and then this year coming in at seven and five obviously they they fell back to earth uh, Jeremy what do you got for for Liberty versus the Flames versus Eastern Michigan who surprisingly didn't do terrible on the year Eastern Michigan both teams seven and five mm-hmm. uh, I what is the line on this game for from you guys what, what is it's it? at plus or is that minus nine for Liberty minus over nine. under 58 and a half. You know, I, I I believe Hugh Freeze still a coach at Liberty. They have an they have a um, NFL quarterback prospect. I believe I don't know his name quite. Malik Willis. Malik yep. Willis. That's it. He's um, also the leading rusher on the team. I am very curious to see if he plays in this game. And I know this game is is not till you know it's not for a couple of days. But I believe I believe he is playing. So I'm gonna roll with Liberty here just because I think this is his last opportunity to play, try to improve his draft stock. Obviously, uh, Liberty. Um, Finish out the year with pretty pretty tough tough year with uh, three losses in a row. Mm-hmm. So I, they are they are on that slope. Um, they did play some tough teams though: Ole Miss, Louisiana, and Army. Not easy teams by any Army Army this year could score. They're up and down all over the place. So, but hey, Hugh Freeze, I think the quarterback balls out for to try and improve his stock just because it's his last game. And it being on ESPN, it's on a bigger network for Liberty that that's usually not on ESPN. So I'm rolling with them. We're rolling with the Flames. I'm, I'm going to do the exact same thing because I think Malik Willis wants to be considered one of the top quarterbacks in this draft class in a class that, in a QB class that obviously isn't what last year's was or possibly what next yeah. year's is as well. So he he's trying to set himself apart. And you face a team that, that's obviously Eastern Michigan is not not like a big time school. Yeah. And you had a tough end 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 of the year schedule. Why not go show out and. I, like I said, I'm very interested to see if he even plays. If he does, like I could see them get up, like him trying to run up the score, yeah. and then just end the game, like not have him play a second half for that matter, um, because I think he still wants to put some some highlights up on the tape against a Agreed. school that's not as well known in Eastern Michigan. So I'm gonna go Liberty here, like, even though that three game skid at the end. I think Malik Willis has a has an agenda that he wants to put out there so, so that he can get into that t- into that. Uh, Top ten range where you can get a little big of a bigger of a payday um, in in, uh, in the NFL draft. And I'm also going to Liberty here. I don't know if there's been one that we've really disagreed on. Yeah, um, Dom and I are on the same page. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to win scary, this year, Dom. It's a scary. That's a scary thought. Anyways, uh, I am going with Liberty here. Those last three games that they lost, um, Ole Miss, eighth ranked team in the country. Not really a surprise no, that they yeah. lost there. Louisiana, we already said, hell of a good team, 16th ranked in the country. Really, again, not really a big surprise. And then Army and and Air Force this year have really impressed me. The last two years, actually, honestly, Army's been good the last however many years, but the last two years, those two have kind of been uh, in tandem in my in my opinion with uh, how how they've increased their talent level and how well they played. Um, so those last three. I wouldn't really worry too much about. I think that they go out in this bowl game and they show out, so I'm going with Liberty. Not so fast, everybody. Uh, Liberty, yes, Malik Willis is a great player. I If he gets taken in the top ten of the draft, that just means that the NFL is broken and these GMs are <laughs> People are hungry for a quarter. Broncos want him? I, yeah, no, he's, if he will probably get drafted to the Broncos. They probably won't change what they need to for Malik Willis, and he's probably going to fizzle out in three years because he has. he's a guy that has to be drafted into the right situation. He's not going to mold into your pocket quarterback uh, or anything like that. My thing with this game is Malik Willis is the only thing on Liberty. He is their leading passer, their leading rusher. If he could throw it and catch it himself, he'd probably be their leading receiver. 
All you have to do is shut down Malik Willis, and you can use 11 guys to do that because Liberty has nobody else that you have to worry about. So what you're telling me is he runs the ball, he throws the ball, he'll walk your dog, he'll paint the back. Yeah, no, he's Booby Miles reincarnated, but he's going to get shut down because all Eastern Michigan has to do, he doesn't have a burner, he doesn't have a good receiver out there that he could throw it up to, he doesn't have a giant tight end that's going to give Eastern Michigan problems. If Eastern Michigan, they're going to send the house at him, and then they're going to have one guy spy him, and you're going to be able to negate anything that he can do. He is not a game-changing quarterback. He's a very fun college quarterback to watch. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I will say this. I mean, he's – I mean, hasn't every team tried to do that this year, and they still ended up winning seven games? I mean, like, this guy's special. I mean, if he's he's a a top prospect in the draft, obviously the draft this year for quarterbacks is not as high as it was last year. But that being said, I mean, this guy's still a player – I mean, if if you're what you're telling me is is that he if he could if he does it all, what does what does it change between a bowl game and the regular season? I, I don't know. I mean, they I don't have like, a signature win. I feel like primetime TV's got to ball out. He has to. And, and like, what's what's the difference between Eastern Michigan and some of the other teams that, that Liberty has has either beat or lost to? If they beat, I don't see a whole lot of difference. Here's the thing: if they beat Eastern Michigan, Eastern Michigan would be their best win of the season. Oh, that's a good. Wow, I didn't I didn't know that. So that, I mean, that's a fair point. That's. But. Every single good team that Liberty has played, and yes, I will give you – I'm on board with you guys. Their last three games that they've lost, all great teams. But they also lost to Syracuse earlier on in the season. Syracuse isn't a great team. Yeah. That would have been their best win if they won that game. Right Very now, true. the best win that I'm seeing on their schedule is probably UAB. Who's, who we just talked about, right? So I, I don't and know. It's, yeah. it's not great. That's not great. Eastern Michigan, I believe, would be their best win of the season. So for that reason, I think that I'm gonna go. I'm gonna put my eggs in Eastern Michigan's basket. I'm All trying right. to win too. Damn Good it. Point. Hey, I'm Good here point. to win. I'm not here to. I, I ain't here to just compete. I'm here to win. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Uh, so I'll, I'll be the, I'll be the. All you gotta do is beat one. Jeremy, and you're on the podium. That's all you gotta worry. There about. There you go. I don't. Well, actually, you just gotta we don't beat have Nico. podiums. You gotta beat Nico because he came in last last year. The same thing Olympics. We don't take second and third place. If you're second, you're the first loser. Hey, all I'm saying is I'm surprised Dom didn't have a crown this year. You know, where's his crown? I'm a college kid. I can't afford a crown. I know. I can barely even afford a Burger King. Tell your brother to get. Tell your brother to get a crown. You put it on your head for the what champion. One of those that come with the freaking kids meal. I can't oh, even afford that. Oh, there you go. That. There you go. <laughs> Should have just got you an in-and-out hat then and called that the crown. Uh, uh, well, let's move year, on. Let's time. move on. Uh, the L.A. Bowl. Have you ever been to L.A.? Wait, wait, wait. This is the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. The Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. What? At SoFi Stadium. <laughs> Jimmy yes. Kimmel. Yeah. <laughs> that is news to me. I did not know he had a oh, bowl if you, game. If you have enough money, you can you can buy it. Bowl game. My bowl game. Everybody can buy a Nico bowl Bryant game. bowl game here in a couple years. <laughs> if you sponsor, uh, we could have a fire into the bench bowl game. There you go. Why not? Well, Barstool has one, of course. Yeah. Barstool's a little. I understand. Little let me, bit let me talk to you Barstool's a little bit different. I understand. But my my point is, Barstool started off as a podcast like that. Why can't you guys do That's that? That's true. Well, you know, obviously not right now, but as, as soon as you can, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Make uh, money off of it. In this game, <laughs> we have uh, Oregon State out of the Pac-12 versus Utah State, Ma- Mountain West champion. The biggest surprise of championship weekend, I believe, was the Utah State Aggies um, taking down 24th ranked San Diego State and doing it easily. I, that was yeah something – I think it was one of the biggest – I think it's the biggest upset in Mountain West Conference championship history. They were six-point dogs and not only covered, beat them by 30. Utah State wow. is a damn good team. Oregon State, not terrible, and Oregon State plays good defense, but let's. I just want to make sure that we all understand how good Utah State is before we get into our picks. Uh, Jeremy, what do you got? 
couple things here. Yeah, obviously Utah State's riding the high. Um, I always, always will fact check you, Nico. What's the line on this one too? I just like to, I always like to have that in the back of my mind. On this one, it's minus seven for okay. Oregon State, minus which seven. is super I intriguing. I will. It's a very intriguing line. Um, I will say this: Utah State Take Utah has State generally not had a minus the San Diego State game has not had very good defense. And Oregon State can run the ball pretty well. Mm. So Oregon State is also the other team um, that has wins over, get this, the champion of the Pac-12, Utah, Arizona State, who was actually not too bad this year, and then USC, which is, you know, US, I mean, USC in maybe a couple of years might be a good win. Not right now. They weren't very good. But um, that being said, I think they, you know, I think Oregon State runs the ball. They control the clock. They control the tempo. Um, the quarterback for Utah State is pretty good. He has over 3,500 yards. So I think if they can keep him off the field and run the ball, control the clock, um, I think Oregon State takes the cake on this one in the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. I'm, I'm going I'm to ride with you, Jerry. I'm going to go Oregon State as well. I will say Utah State will cover. I think I think minus seven is, is ridiculous. So I think it would be a much closer game than that. I think they hammer the, sp hammer the cover spread. Um, but I'm gonna go Oregon State because I think Utah State. When you like, yes, we joke about the Pac-12 being conference of champions and being like lesser than the Power Five conferences. But I think Oregon State is one of the like middle of the road teams, and I don't think Utah State would still be able to hold a jock to some of the middle of the road Power Five schools. And I think Oregon State is is what will be able to get the win. I'm not like as Jeremy said, the running game is going to be the big factor here. Yeah. One game at the end, at the end of the season, I'm not going to put my betting odds on that. Yeah. Um, even because like I said, the Mountain West is always up in the air for what the hell is going going to go on. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not going to put all my money in there, but I do think it's a closer game than minus seven. So for that matter, I'm going to go Oregon State, but Utah State covers. I am going Utah State, uh, and I'll tell you why. The reason why is, and like I just said, Air Force has been on the up and up the last, yeah. the last few years. Yeah. I've been in that program personally. I know exactly what they're trying to build, all that different stuff. And looking at this – uh, their games uh, back in, uh, in September, they ended up beating Air Force by four, which might not seem like a lot, but being a, a, a team like Air Force by four shows me that not only can you put up enough points to actually compete with them, but you can also stand up and, and play some defense when it really counts. That little four uh, increase or that four uh, difference there that shows me that, sure, maybe their defense isn't great all the time, but when it counts, their defense shows up. So I'm, I'm also on Utah State, and it's mainly because uh, if, it's a short time ago, but Oregon State's coming off of a season a couple years ago where they won one game. And looking at Utah State's schedule, they beat teams like Washington State. And if you want to talk about middle of the pack, Pac-12, Oregon State yeah, is point. lower than Washington State on that totem pole. Uh, I think the Aggies not only cover the spread, I would take the Aggies outright because I think wow. Utah State is a much better team than Oregon State. Uh, and for that reason, I'm on Utah State as well. So we're split down the middle in that one. Next game up, last game on Saturday, New Orleans. A lot Orleans of games Bowl. on Saturday. Holy cow. Yeah. yeah. We're starting off hot, and we're – uh, there's a thing that they say for March Madness, we, we will sleep in uh, in May. In May. Yep. I'm going to be sleeping in February after the Super Bowl. Bowl season is when football is consumes my life, and I'm more than happy with this. Don't, don't sleep for too long because then you got March Madness right around the corner. Yeah, 
Yeah, here's the thing. I, really I, 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 I pay attention to the podcast. The March Madness side. The fans are over here. We don't. have your March Madness. Don't get me wrong. I like watching some of the games. I enjoy April. Super Bowl is a yawn fest compared to March Madness. March Madness just kicks into another gear. Well, yeah. I know. I know you NFL boys. I've always been on the college sports bandwagon, but hey. Oh, you know, college football, they, college I, wrestling. I, 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 okay, okay. College basketball. College basketball. March Madness, maybe. Yeah, I mean. Exactly. Please uh, tell me. Wait, before we get back into it, please tell me you guys fill out a bracket at least. I've made him, basically. Oh, yeah. okay. well, we're good. I, we're good. That's all I, I want. I fill out 10 wrestling brackets every year. That, that, now, that's all. I, that, see, how you feel about March Madness, how I feel about wrestling, I have no idea. Here's my thing. I have not been old enough to actually put in a bracket and have money down on it. Okay. I've also been a part of NCAA programs where you're not supposed to bet. So I haven't filled out a March Madness. Not supposed to. Keyword is not supposed supposed to. And if the court reporter reads my statement back, I did not perjure myself. (laughs) I don't recall. Anyways, uh, so I have not filled out one of the March Madness brackets yet. But you have a good reason. Have, Your brother, on the other hand, I don't I know. Well, do you look? You're talking, to two, you're talking to two people over here. Fill out ten brackets a year. They some hard. stupid shit. I, watch, I, I ran our I ran our bracket this year on ESPN. That's true. Hey, Jimmy look, knows. I don't. I don't want to be this guy. But how much money have y'all lost? Filling out ten brackets. <laughs> you don't we bet. Don't, you don't we bet don't on every single one. You, you can do fill it on, like on ESPN. Yeah, you I, fill but out. also, but I'm also here. I'm also like, yeah, I fill out ten brackets, but you know, for just like fun. But I'm always about the one bracket, like you live and die by that bracket. And yeah, you got the one where you, you actually do your every research, year and then you got the goes this year. And, and you fill out the other ten in hopes that you be that one person that you get the perfect bracket. It's not like I'm Impossible. looking at all ten like desperately. Impossible. I look at my one bracket, I throw money on the other ones. I'm like, oh, please be a hundred percent, please be a hundred percent, please be a hundred percent. It's not polite to ask degenerate gamblers how much money they've lost. Just, it's like, just like how it's it not polite to ask question. a woman what she weighs. It was I mean, an but you do, question. but you would do, but you, but for like. March Madness brackets and and for and for bowl pools, which we'll I'll talk about in a little bit. We'll get into that. Um, you just throw in, you fill out a sheet, and you and it's only like you only throw in like twenty five bucks. Oh, so well, you're not you're not like betting like twenty five dollars on like Duke versus Michigan State or whatever. So that's kind of how it works. So I it's not you. like I it's not you. like you're betting every single game. That's fair. Yeah. So you're just you're just you're, trusting you're trusting yourself to do good. That's all. Yeah. Look, that just shows you how I don't gamble. There you I go. Don't, I don't understand. And the one big difference between the, between college bowl season and college madness is one game is not going to fuck up the rest of your season. If I go. if I lose the Independence Bowl, I'm not going to be. My whole bracket's not busted. Yeah, we are totally on opposite ends of the spectrum what, because when I lose, I get upset. What, when, when Illinois bowl season, lo- I get upset. When Illinois loses in the second round, you have them winning at all. You get a little screwed. Like, what? Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, let's get back into uh, the New Orleans Bowl. That should probably tell you how much how entertaining this game is going to be because Louisiana Lafayette is going to murder Marshall. This is not going to be – it's not close. It's not uh, close. I have begged to differ. Okay. I will say the same. I'm go, I'm go ahead, Nick, fire away. You, I'm, you're, you're jumping out of the I'm going to go Marshall too because I think La- Lafayette is too high on themselves. I think they, they've beaten some bad teams, and I think that they're, they're feeling like they should – they feel like they're disrespecting. They should be higher than 23 where they're at right now. And I think Marshall is always the good story during bowl season. They always make a game out of whatever bowl game they're in. They might not win a lot, but they make it interesting. So I think I'm going to give Marshall the nod here as as a wild card in this situation. It, I, I am fully 
prepared to lose this game. Question: but. Is Matthew McConaughey coaching Marshall? Um, <laughs> oh, <look at>, <laughs> <laughs> no, he's Ray, not coaching. Ray, Ray he's he's worried about his Texas program right now. Well, I mean, yeah, he's got plenty to worry about there. I'm just asking because I think that might be the only way Marshall can pull this one off. I will say this: I have I have some arguments for Marshall. A um, couple things. Again, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to my guns here, and I did it for the Fresno Fresno UTEP game. I'm 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 rolling with Marshall because of the fact that Louisiana Raging Cajuns just lost their coach Billy Napier to Florida. I know it's a home game for them. I know it's in the the dome. I know it. I know that it is. You know they every all the cards look like it's gonna be Louisiana, and they've had a great season, twelve and one. Not taking anything away from that. I mean, I just think a couple things. Marshall's going to be up for this game. Again, another ESPN game. And a lot of the times, I always seem how to catch this game on ESPN every year. Um, it's, it's the night shift game, so it's in prime time. Uh, Wells has over 3,400 passing yards. The running back, Ali, has over 1,200 rushing yards on the year with 20 touchdowns. So these guys can score a little bit. Um, and I know Louisiana obviously had a great season. They want to end on a, on a, on a strong note. But, again, with Billy Napier leaving to Florida, it does take a little bit of wind out of the sails. I think it's going to be close. What's the line again on this game? I know I always say it's, it every it's year. minus five. Minus for, five. Um, uh, Lafayette. I, I, I again. The re, you would think that this this would be a ten point you know dog. Yeah, but I, I want to say I bef- like Marshall. I, I want to say why. I want to say before uh, the coach leaving. I think Lafayette was like a stupid uh, super uh, favorite. Yeah, and I think that line wave people now it probably dropped big time. Um, what do you think? I go with uh, the Raging Cajuns. Okay. Um, looking at their looking at their season overall, truthfully, I mean they've had a couple good wins. Uh, Georgia State, one of them that stands out to me. Uh, Appalachian State, another bowl game uh, participant as well. Um, and then also Liberty. We were just talking about. <clears throat> Excuse me, both of those teams. This is one of the teams that shut down Malik Williams, by the way. Correct. This is one of Good those point, teams Jimmy. that figured, that, that Malik figured out the – Don't you disrespect ever Bronco quarterback Malik Willis. Oh, I thought you wanted Matt Corral. I want everybody. Wait, how many Aaron Rodgers, Russell wait. Wilson, do you is want me to go? Mop? Yeah, I want the mop as the quarterback. I like how it's tall. That's it how you guys pick out Still better than anything the Jets put out. Well, I can't really yeah. speak boy. to that. Oh, boy. I'm not – I don't <laughs> speak for the brand or the company. Anyways, I go with the Raging Cajuns in this one. Yeah, I'm going Louisiana as well. I think it's a different talent pool that you're pulling from. I know Billy Napier left, and, and that should shift the line the way that it did. These are still the talented kids that he brought in. And when you're recruiting in Louisiana, here's the thing. You don't have to go very far. You can basically walk down any street, and you can find a super athlete. They just grow on trees out there. I don't know what it is. The South, that's the thing. How do you... I, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. I don't know how you have a losing program in the SEC when you're Florida, when you're Louisiana, LSU, any of those teams down in the southeast because you have the best players in the country right outside your door. So for that reason, that's why I'm going with the Raging Cage. It's interesting. Saturday started off. We were all in lockstep. Now we've gotten into a couple arguments. It's getting interesting. So that's Saturday's slate. Let's go ahead. We'll get into uh, Monday, December 20th is the next time that we'll have college bowl season since, you know, the NFL and it happens on – they own Sunday. So we'll get that into Monday to, Monday's games now. Okay, yeah, we're definitely to the point now. We're getting under each other's skin. We're about an hour in. We're starting to get comfortable. We've only gone through. <laughs> the, the games start getting ugly, and we're like, uh, what else can we talk about? We've only gotten through two days of games so far. Good There's gosh. still a lot of games to get through, so we'll start going a little bit quicker on some of them. Uh, and this is a good one to start with going quick. Jeremy, Tulsa versus Old Dominion in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. What do you got? 
Oh man, the Myrtle Beach Bowl. God, where do you even start with this? Um, How jealous things. are you Myrtle that these Beach two teams be... get to go to Myrtle, Myrtle Beach, Beach, South, South Carolina. Carolina? The only thing I know about Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, is, is this game's going to be an absolute toss-up. Um, again, I Nico, I always ask you for the line. Um, I don't, I don't know what it is, but I'll know this. My, minus nine for Tulsa. Minus nine for Tulsa, and, and I like nine. Tulsa in this game. Here's why. Um, Tulsa was fighting for their lives to get into a bowl game. They're, they were 6-6. Six and six. They were 5-6 and six coming into the, la- into two weeks ago whenever they played. They won, and they also gave Cincinnati an absolute war of a game. And I don't even remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, that almost knocked Cincinnati out of the playoff picture. Um, Tulsa can score the ball. They have a little trouble defending. Um, however, and they have actually a really big problem with turnovers. So that being said, I, I do kind of like Tulsa. I don't really know much about Old Dominion. It's in, the, it's in Myrtle Beach. Uh, if I had, if I was a betting man, I'm taking Old Dominion plus nine. Here's the fact that it, it it's, it's a toss up game, and I know the line is big, and I know Tulsa has had some traction with almost upsetting one of the best teams in the country. But I like plus nine in Old Dominion by like Tulsa money line. Oh, you I mean you just said you said it. Uh, they they gave Cincinnati a game. That's enough for me. I don't care if it's the band that's playing for Old Dominion <laughs> or what song's <laughs> playing. Fair. I don't care. I'm going Tulsa here as well. <laughs> that's fair. What do you got, Doug? I got Tulsa. I got Tulsa, okay. and I'll tell you why. They did. They gave Cincinnati a game. That's a hell of a chip uh, or, or an accomplishment, I should say. Yes, on the other side, though, they got killed by Houston. Houston's yeah. a good team. Houston's though. a great yeah. team. Houston's, a, Houston's team. a great team. Don't you get me wrong. You should not be using that as a reason to not pick no, Tulsa. This is why, I'm not this is why Dom does not best. Not because I'm of not college football. That, I'm not <laughs> saying that that's a reason that I wouldn't pick them. I'm just saying that – They've lost to a, a. They've lost to two really good teams. One of them was close. The other one was not. They lost by 35 points. So I'm just saying that they're kind of all over the place. This is kind of a 50-50 game, but I'm going with Tulsa. Well, I'm going Old Dominion. By the way, the Monarchs, the Old Dominion Monarchs, Old Dominion Monarchs, uh, not, Tulsa not the Butterfly Monarch. That's a band, you know, the country band. It's you the know, Golden it's the Hurricanes and the Monarchs. It's Monarch as in royalty. So. Oh, I thought it was the Butterfly. No, I just said it wasn't the butterfly. I didn't know. Yeah, no, their, the Old Dominion's logo or emblem is is uh, is a lion. Is, is a crown. You, you do a realize that there's a school out there that is the banana slugs, right? There are weirder things to have as your mascot than a monarch butterfly. You ever heard of the Whittier College Fighting Poets? <laughs> that what? is the legitimate you know mascot the of their is, football team. The pen is mightier than the sword. Okay. You can just say okay. That. Speaking. Speaking actually of this game, I'm going Old Dominion because you want to talk about a team that had to fight for their bowl life. Old Dominion, uh, we, they started off the season one and one, two, three, four, five. They were one and six. They won their final five games to make bowl wow, eligibility versus Damn. Louisiana Tech, Florida International, Florida Atlantic, Middle Tennessee, and season of bowl. Yep, and I can't. CLT. Fun fact: Florida one. International now coached by former CU Buff coach Mike McIntyre. There you go. There yeah. you go. Yeah, I've both teams. Both oh, teams sharp. had to win out, win their last game to get in. So these it, it could be close. That, yeah, these yeah. two teams this were fighting for their life for a long time. Yeah, and I, I really like the fact. Here's, here's what I, I like about these guys. They lost to Marshall twenty to thirteen. We just talked about how Marshall's not as bad as what you might think. They beat Middle Tennessee close, so they don't have to win by a blowout. They can play some defense if they need to. And a lot of their they lost to UTEP, who's another bowl team, uh, twenty eight twenty one. So they're playing teams when they're even even when they're losing against teams that are about on the same level as they are. They keep it close. So 
plus uh, if they're plus nine, hammer that, and I think that they're I think that they're going to win this game. So I'm going Old Dominion on that one. Uh, once again, I'm the only one. I have no idea what's it. like. I probably will take plus nine because I hate when it's two schools like this that like are mediocre at football, and you see a plus nine spread, you're like. I don't really think that they're nine points better than them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, both teams, both teams scratching and crawling to get into a bowl game. I, I like, I like the Old Dominion plus nine. All right, next uh, game that we have here, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, Kent State versus Wyoming, uh, seven and six. Kent State. What did you say their mascot was? Kent State. The, the fighty Jesus. flash. Yeah, is the golden the flash. flash. Yeah, the golden, the flash. golden flashers and uh, Wyoming six and six on the year, uh, missing Josh Allen. Missing a lot more than that. Bad. Missing a lot more than Josh Allen. Than yeah. that. Right, okay, fair point. Uh, Kent State, Wyoming. Jeremy, who you got? Oh man, this is again uh, the the whole travel thing. I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna use it this time. Um, I will say this though. Um, there is a consistency problem with both teams. Um, Kent State obviously do crushing defeat against Northern Illinois in the MAC championship. Again, when I say consistency problem, the whole conference of the MAC is consistent. It's a consistency problem. There's nothing consistent about MAC. Um, the only thing that's consistent about MACTION is that they play on Tuesdays. Exactly. That there you go, Dom. Wait, great way to play. You know it. what? They you don't start what? playing on Tuesdays until like halfway through the season, so that's not very consistent so, either. So, so that, never mind. <laughs> so like, I have two. I have. I'm. I'm gonna go with Kent State. But there, there's a couple – there's two inconsistent teams. you got Kent State, who um, obviously lost in the championship game against Northern Illinois in the, MAC, in the MAC championship. And then you have Wyoming, a team that beat the what, Mountain West Conference champion Utah State. Um, but then again, they, they have trouble scoring. Uh, Kent State can score the ball. If Kent State can get a couple stops – I do like Kent State. Nico, are they, are they the dog of this game? Uh, yeah, they're the minus – or they're uh, – Wyoming's the minus three uh, favorite here. Wyoming is the, is the favorite by three? Uh, by three, and it's over I, under 58 and a half. I'm going to money line Kent State here just because I think they can score quicker than Wyoming can. Yeah. Kent State is known for scoring quick. The only bad thing about them is that their kicker can only kick it to about the 20. So <laughs> the other team starts at about the 35. Hopefully it's not possession. snowing in Idaho. Yeah. yeah, okay. Nico. I, I, On the blue turf, by the way. Sorry. I, I'm going to go with Wyoming because I don't really have anything else besides that. And and I think I, I like look, look, my memory is terrible, but like I swear Wyoming has played like Boise State at Boise State on that blue turf in like a huge game. I want to say not that long ago. I don't remember what it was for what reason, but I'm going to go Wyoming because of familiarity. It was the game that John Elway went to because it was the last game of Wyoming's season. Yeah, I, yeah. Th- I think I, yeah. I remember what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, so I, I'm going to go Wyoming here. Because he went there, watched him, didn't draft the him. draft him. Yeah, I think that's geez. that's one of the reasons why. So I'm, I'm gonna do Wyoming because, like, like Jeremy said, I'll use Jeremy's reference here. Geological uh, there advantage. You go. Tell, hey, Wyoming it doesn't have to go very far. Yeah. It works in March Madness too. So Laramie to Boise is not that far. I'm going with Kent State, and <clears throat> I do want to point out that yes, there is a consistency problem here. Looking at literally side by side, week to week, their games. They started out September 4th, losing by 31 to Texas A&M. Texas A&M, top 25 team. Okay, maybe maybe that's expected. Then they go to the next week, September 11th, and they beat, I don't even know who VMI is. It's a division, doesn't matter. Okay, doesn't matter, but they beat them by 50, okay? Then they go to Iowa, and they lose by 23, okay? Another, again, top 25 ranked team. Iowa, I got a friend over there. I know that they do well over there, all that different stuff, okay? So maybe that's not as surprising as you might think. Then they go to Maryland. They lose a little bit closer by about 15, uh, 21 points, okay? 
And then then they start winning and they beat Bowling Green. So I think that they're up and down, and I think really you'd be fine to pick either team, but I'm going to go with Kent State here. I'm going with Kent State, and it's mainly because if they're they're built for a shootout. Wyoming is not built for a shootout. If this thing gets ugly. They're, Nick, they're, they're the Cowboys, Jimmy. It's, it's a shootout. Like I'm talking about an old fashioned shootout. There's a lot of dead shootout. Yeah. There's a lot of dead cowboys in westerns, and if Wyoming was what. in a western, they would be the dead cowboy. Uh, I think Kent State is gonna run. They're not gonna be able to keep up with Kent State. The only Wyoming's thing that they'll shoot have themselves in the foot. That's what's gonna end up happening. Possibly. Black school burst action. All right. <laughs> uh, next game up that we have here: the Frisco Bowl, number 24, San Diego State versus uh, 12 and one. University of Texas San Antonio, unfortunately, didn't get the perfect season for the Roadrunners, by the way. Roadrunners is the mascot for UTSA. Um, but uh, it, I'm interested to see what we got here. Jeremy, what, what are we thinking? Another food game, another food bowl game. We had the Idaho to Potato Bowl. Now we have the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. A um, couple things. I think these are the two best group of five teams outside of Cincinnati. Um, if San Diego State plays like they normally play, I think they win. Um, but the thing about it, San Diego State, is they turn over the ball a ton, um, especially against the Utah State, as we all saw. Um, and then on the flip side, uh, you, or the Roadrunners of San Antonio, um, they're very consistent. They don't turn the ball over. They have great defense. They run the ball consistently. I like it. San Diego State. I've actually seen San Diego State play. I went to the Air Force San Diego State game. They played great defense, but again, very inconsistent. Both teams have won four out of the last five coming into the bowl game. Um, if San Diego State plays the way like they did, I think they win. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride you there. I'm going to go San Diego State as well. I think, I think that game against Utah State – Obviously, I think Utah State had more play for. I think yeah, they they, I they they were more geared up for that, and San Diego State basically just knew they were where they were going to be at in the rankings. Yeah, they were like, well, yeah, well, yeah. well, I guess we'll just technically take this one off because you can still be a 12 win team and not win your conference. Correct. So I think they have a little more to play for. Utah or not Utah State, uh, T- University of Texas San Antonio. I think you have a great season, but like it's. 12-1 and one obviously is a shocker to a lot of people, but there's a reason why you don't have a number next to your name sitting at 12-1, and one. and San Diego State has beaten a lot of better teams, so I'm going to go San Diego State here. Uh, just before I say this, is it true that they actually don't have a number? Because I have them ranked at 24. I have San Diego State at 24. It's Maybe. not. Yeah, San Diego State's 24. Yeah, did okay. I say TSA fell out I, of this. I have, I have that backwards then because they lost so to North Texas, want, so they I weren't in it. I to make sure before I said that, but – I am run, I am running with the Roadrunners here. They were ranked 24th at one point. They were I, okay. That makes more sense. So I am running with the Roadrunners here. I am looking at Google, not ESPN. That's probably my problem. Anyways, um, looking here, I mean, going off of the shutoff, the shutout um, rule that I said, uh, I think it was a few picks. No, yeah. definitely don't. Don't bring up the Lamar game. Don't Look, do it. Listen, there's boy. There's listen, a game to the listen, left. Talk about the game to I'll the left. I'll talk about the game to the left too. <coughs> Excuse me. You're but, taking yourself a hole. I'm trying to help you not. Listen, listen, listen. I got a mic, too. I can talk, all right? Okay. It is hard to shut anybody out in a football game. Dom, in general. In I like, general. I like Dom's thinking. Hey, you're, talking, you're talking to the champion right listen, here. If it's a listen. D1 school versus a D2 school, it's not that difficult to shut them out. It is still difficult to Or if you're the Jets against the Broncos. I'll it bring that up difficult. again. You know what? You didn't have to bring that up. 26-0. I'd just like to point out that somebody here uh, picked the Jaguars this week as well. Um, just hey, just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Anyways. That's the second worst bet. Just, worst just saying. League. Anyways. Um, so NFL I, I am bringing that up. And I know it's against Lamar. I know it's against it's a D one school against like a D two or D three. I'm not sure what Lamar is. Okay, I understand. 
shutting somebody out is nothing to look over no matter if it is a higher level versus a lower level school uh, like i said it's impressive there's there's a there's a meter of impre- of impressive of, of being impressive right some of them are really impressive some of them aren't this one's towards the back half of of the of the meter but shutting somebody out is still nothing to sneeze at also talking about the <laughs> talking about the illinois game uh they won they won by a touchdown 37-30 doesn't seem like a lot, but that shows that they can win those closer games as well. They don't have to play D2 schools where they beat by 50 there every single week. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, between those two, the fact that they their defense was able to shut out when they were supposed to and that their defense stood up to Illinois when, when they needed it most, that to me shows that they have a very strong team, and I'm going with uh, University of Texas San Antonio. Good point, Dom. Unless Wiley Coyote is starting at cornerback, I'm going with San Antonio. I think that they're excited to be in a bowl game. They have not been in many bowl games in their program's history, and it's in their own backyard. They're playing in Texas. I I'm I have a feeling. Yeah, I have a feeling. There's a lot of geography. No, it's not even. Here. I don't care <laughs> that they don't have to travel that far. I just think that they're going to have the bigger crowd because, honestly. Who in San, San Diego? Diego. Well, hang on. San Diego State has played on the road a bunch this year. They're road warriors. They played a lot of games on the road. They're building a new stadium, so I'm, they really didn't have a home field advantage. I'm mainly so. just talking about the fact that nobody – if you're a fan of San Diego State and you live in San Diego, you're not leaving San Diego for the weekend to go watch San Diego State play That's in Frisco, true. Texas. Because true. guess what you can do in San Diego when you wake up on, sa- on Saturday? Go to the beach. Yeah. You don't <laughs> have to – did the Aztecs play today? What's the score? Oh man, I I gotta try and get out to a game. That's true. I they were try. good. They were good in basketball last year. Yeah, that's, that's or two that's years ago. Two or whatever. years ago. Yeah, that's their saving grace. Uh, it's another like. house divided on that one. Uh, split right down the middle. That's gonna be. That's the last game uh, for Monday. So now we'll go ahead. We'll switch over to uh, December twenty second, Wednesday. All right, starting things off on Wednesday, December twenty second, we have the Armed Forces Bowl. Army coming off their loss in the Army Navy game. Um, uh, Pretty much, you don't, you can't count that game. Like they said it all day on College Game Day. Doesn't matter what those two schools have record-wise going into that game. They're gonna play each other. Like as they're zero zero. It does not does not matter. So I'm not gonna count that against Army. Army has turned themselves around quite a bit. I remember a few years ago that I think they were winning one game yeah. on the season, and now look look what they're able to do. And they're playing a lot of really good teams. Missouri is not a good team. So we'll we'll just start off with that. What are we What are we thinking? Are we for the troops or are we uh, gonna gonna take a dump on Army here? <laughs> what are we going with, guys? Uh, I'm I'm going with Army. Um, like you, I mean, first off, it's kind of hard to root against a service academy in the Armed Forces Bowl. Number one, number two, uh, looking at their schedule, also, uh, I mean, they they played well against Wake Forest. They ended up losing. They gave up seventy points. That's that's one thing. But then everybody also gave up seventy points to Wake Forest. Right, everybody gave up seventy points to Wake Forest. Number, uh, that's that's another good point. But then also looking at uh, their game against Air Force, that one went into overtime. Not only did it go into overtime, Army was able to edge out Air Force. And like I said uh, when we were first talking about, uh, I can't remember who, but somebody somebody was playing Air Force, and I brought up that Air Force and Army were building themselves up pretty well. Um, and kind of, they're sticking to the armed forces way of playing football, but they're also trying to throw in some different chinks and stuff like that into yep. what the formula used to be. So th- looking at that game, that's the most impressive game that I see on their schedule, in my opinion, because not only did they bring it so that they had a chance in overtime, they, they might have needed an extra frame to do it. 
but they actually beat Air Force and they, they edged them out in the end. So I'm going with Army. I'm going to go Army here too. Missouri is just waiting on uh, Texas to come to the SEC so they can have the, the – so they don't have to have the title of being the worst team. What are you conference. talking about? Texas is gonna is gonna beat the crap out of Missouri. Missouri it, sucks. If it wasn't if it wasn't for some crap teams on the schedule outside of the conference games and playing Vanderbilt and playing Tennessee State like and Louisiana Tech, like are you kidding me? This team would not be a bowl team. Like they are very very fortunate to have their name in a bowl game. I will say. I am going to hammer. This is the one game out of the whole bowl season. You hammer the under. It's 57 and a half against Army. Army who, look, I hammered the under in Army and Navy. It killed. Like, they, they only scored I, 30 total points. Two triple options. 35 because I bet the over. I know. It's two triple option offense. That's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. So, I'm going to hammer the under this game. It's at 57 and a half. I, that is, like, that's one of the games where, like, it sucks to bet the under. But you're taking that because – one team will run the ball 500 times. Yep. It doesn't matter what the other team yep. does. The time of possession will just be stupid, and the game will be so slow. They'll, they may get their ass kicked, Hold on. but it'll still be a, hit the under. Hold on. And I'm, I'm just going to remind you of this. The Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl two years ago. Army played Houston. Army <laughs> beat Houston 70-14. to 14. I'm just, I, I'm I just saying. Army does not Listen. hit the under in bowl games. I, you good are good betting good on a triple option offense to run the ball up and down the field enough to score 70 points. Sure, it's been done before. Okay, the only outside of the Wake Forest game on their schedule, the only other, t- the only other team that they gave up more than 20 points to, 21 points to, I should say, is Western Kentucky. And they gave up 35. That's the that's the second highest point total that they gave up. 57. All year. It's not like it's sitting at like 42. Like 42 like would be more 57 is like. Are you kidding me? Do you, do I really think both these teams are going to score yeah. 30 points? I do. I do. All right. But let's see, Jeremy. Me, what do you got? Let me can we give you guys a little bit of insight here. Um, obviously, Army is the is the Cinderella pick. People ever everybody wants to pick Army. That's the you know Armed Forces Bowl. Everybody wants to pick Army. Blah blah blah. Here's the reality situation. I think that they lost a lot of momentum in that Army-Navy game. They gave a lot of effort in that game, and I, they were the favorite. They had the target on their back. Statistically, Missouri is the worst defense in the SEC. However. Unless you're Vanderbilt. No, no, no. They are, they're worse than Vanderbilt. Oh, they're yeah. worse than Vanderbilt. However, Yikes. Missouri has, has gotten better on defense. Um, they did play some tough opponents. I mean, they did play Georgia, who they got slaughtered by, and and Arkansas. They have to play. However, SEC you that they're in their conference. SEC, so it's not like they picked these guys to put on their schedule. SEC the games usually, that they picked, they won. The difference between SEC teams, and I just I want to cry about this because I can't stand. I will never compliment the SEC. The difference between the SEC versus other conferences, no matter who the conference is, is usually the the front, the offensive lineman, defensive lineman. And Missouri's got some big boys, and they and they finally have stepped up. And the first they beat the teams that they originally were going to beat, like you said, Nico. And then they then they kind of fluttered out. But they've they've won five, three of the last two. I'm going to pick Army. I'm going to go with Army just because I don't think I can go against Army in this game. But I think it's going to be close, and I think it's going to be like really close because I think Missouri is going to be able to stop the run. You stop the run against Army, which is a challenge in itself. Uh, what is Army going to do? Throw the ball over you? No. That's true. You make them one-dimensional. Yeah. It's something that they're not used to doing. That's a good point. Yeah. However, I would say if it's close, I, I, I favor He's Army. used to Army. Okay, that's fair. I don't see this one being close. I think 
Missouri is not going to understand how to stop the triple option because nobody understands how to Hard stop to the triple for. option. Hard to prepare for. Um, After 500 years of the offense being run since the, since football first started. Like if you give a person three options on a play, apparently that just blows a defense's mind. Um, and this the thing we talk about, guys, maybe or maybe maybe playing in the bowl game, maybe not be playing in the bowl game. For the arms, the service academies that make bowl games, this is as high of a level as they're ever going to get. This is, they're not going to be drafted. They're not going to play professional football, a lot of them. This is their Super Bowl. This is the one game before they get to go off and and go to war. Army's going to hammer. Missouri. That's I think why I picked Army, him. That's why I picked him. I just want to go with my gut feeling on it. But I, I think I think it's gonna be close. I hope it's not close because that makes my my stress a little bit less. <laughs> All right. That's uh that's the only game on Wednesday. Army gets their, their own full day to themselves. So we're moving on to Thursday, December twenty third now. Uh, Christmas Eve Eve, if you will. Starting things off, we have uh, the Frisco football classic, because apparently Frisco needed more uh, attention on this one. Uh, Miami of Ohio, six and six. North Texas, also six and six. We're just gonna run through this one quickly. Uh, mean Green, uh, Jeremy, or are you going with uh, Big Big Ben's alma mater, Miami of Ohio? Well, real quick, this was actually there was too many teams, so this was the, actually the made up bowl. This is literally the made up bowl game that they have. Uh, I thought they only did that for Hawaii. I know they did. They made one for Hawaii. Yeah, as well. but but this is this is the Frisco Bowl times two. This is the yes. second, maybe Frisco Bowl Junior. Um, I like I like North Texas. They've uh, they've won five of the last six, including that key win against uh, Ten, San Antonio. San Antonio dominated them. to 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 get into bowl. Mm-hmm. So I like North Texas. I'm gonna go. I'm not sure where where to go. I'm gonna go Miami Ohio because I, I feel like I know more players that have gone to the next level of Miami Ohio. So that shows me that they know how to decently recruit. So I guess I'll go with Miami here. I got North Texas. I don't really have anything new to add uh, except for I mean, looking at their last win just to get into the bowl game. I think they're riding that wave of momentum, so they'll keep riding it. North Texas also beat University of Texas El Paso, so North Texas what? is so they got some good wins. Two two bowl teams, two bowl Rice. games. Well, I mean, two two and wins. The geography, against. North Texas games in Texas. Come on, that's what's it's going to happen. Uh, I'm going with the Mean Green of North Texas, the Gasparilla Bowl. The uh, second iteration of the Gasparilla Bowl made its debut last year, and this is pretty much a Florida State championship, eh, kind of. I think we have the best team in Florida going up against a team in Florida, depending on how you see things uh, for this one. UCF 8-4 out of the AAC taking on a Florida Gator squad that just was, fuck, was pitiful. Just pitiful. <laughs> I, there's no other way to say it. Dan Mullen should have been fired four weeks before he was. That being said, uh, Florida or UCF? Jeremy, what do you got? Boy, I actually really love this game. Um, two teams that are separated not, by not very much. Very chippy. They know each other, I would imagine, at some level. Um, I will say this. The two times that Florida has played UCF, they've won 42-0 and 58-27. So I, as much as I know Florida came – as Florida had a coaching change – uh, UCF had a quarterback change. Dylan Gabriel just transferred to UCLA. Um, I do like UCF, though, in this game. I think they get their first win against Florida because of the fact that Gus Malzahn knows how to prepare against SEC defenses. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go different here. I I don't know why, but I think Florida's going to take this one. I don't think Mackenzie Milton's that quarterback for UCF. No, it was, um, it was Dil- Mackenzie I, Milton was at uh, I know he's Florida not. That was, that was a joke, Jeremy. Uh, my bad. Right <laughs> my fault. So I'm, I'm going to go Florida here. I think bringing The guy's in, leg just fell off. Yeah, I, yeah. I think bringing yeah. in a, I think bringing in a new coach, I think 
it rejuvenates the program. I think the program was dying with Dan Mullen, and I think the fact that the dude didn't recruit during the season is just ridiculous. And I think bringing in a new head coach that's hungry to get a win against and try to like, – like, even though Florida has sucked, like they were very, very bad this year, I still think there's a little bit of an edge in being the best team in Florida. So I, for that reason, because I, I think obviously the Gators are a better program in general than UCF. Um, obviously nowadays not so much, but I, I'm going to go with Gators. I don't know how much – I mean, I said it as well, and then I was also reminded of this. You know Dan Mullen was in the SEC championship just two years yep. ago, right? Almost so, be bam myself. Yes. Yeah. uh, Thank you. By the way, shout out our good friend Charlie Scott for winning that game with his his last second heroics on that punt. Um, But yeah, that is kind of crazy to think about. Two years removed from an SEC championship, and we say the guy was killing the program. It must must have been so. Uh, Don, what do you got? UCF, Florida. UCF. I mean, to me, this is a no brainer. Florida's just. Do we know who's playing quarterback for Florida? Is it Richardson? Henry Jones just transferred too. He's in the portal. So it, it it must be Richardson then. Yes, it is Richardson. Neither team knows gonna exactly be what they're gonna have out there. I hope we see a fight. Different different coaches, different, <laughs> That's what different I'm quarterbacks. For out of this one. It's gonna be chippy. That's all I'm saying. You bet, grab your popcorn for this one. That's the gonna round out Thursday's schedule. So let's go ahead. We'll get into Christmas Eve, uh, the one game on Christmas Eve, uh, the Hawaii the Hawaii Bowl. Speaking of another uh, made-up bowl game or a bowl game that they had to throw together because they were like, wait a second, Hawaii went 6-7? and seven? Shit. <laughs> I guess they do qualify. Uh, we, sh- we should go back to making it. You have to be at least 500 to be in a bowl game, but that's a different argument for a different day. Uh, that being said, the Rainbow Warriors 6-7 and seven, taking on uh, Paxton Lynch's alma mater. Memphis, the Tigers. And Khalil Mack. Uh, no, Khalil, Khalil Mack went to Buffalo. Big oh, guy. I always get those cool right. yep. uh, Memphis versus Hawaii. I think that this is uh, a Memphis win. Mm, all, not necessarily all day, but I just don't think Hawaii should be there. So I'm mainly picking Memphis out of spite. Uh, what, what do we got here? What do you got? Uh, I'm, I'm kind of riding the same wave that you are. I think Hawaii doesn't really deserve to be in a bowl game. I mean, sure, you're six and seven. You're not the worst team. In, in Technically, you qualify. Technically, you qualify. However, you're not even five hundred on the season, and they, you, you were not going to be in a bowl game unless they made this one up for you. So, to me, that's part of it. But then also looking at Memphis's, Memphis's schedule, um, they beat Mississippi State. They beat them close. That shows that you can win close games. And then there's a couple other games like, you know, they they lost to. Uh, University of Texas San Antonio, but they lost close. So, you know, to me, I think Memphis is the better pick. I'm going to go Hawaii here. Use Jeremy's analogy, geographical difference. And and the fact that Thank Memphis you. is going to be changing, I think it's a six- or seven-hour time difference from Memphis to Hawaii. Thank you. And I think that's going to make it a huge factor. Look, Hawaii should not be in a bowl game, six and seven, whatever. But when they play at home, it's, it's basically a home game. Like, yes, Memphis will travel because it's Hawaii and it's a bowl game and you get the hype of – Wearing the lay around your neck, yeah. it's still seven hour time difference. You it get doesn't to go matter. swim with dolphins too. Like it doesn't. It doesn't matter if the game's at ten a.m. or if it's at six p.m. The Hawaii will have an edge in that, for that matter. And especially when a Memphis team that doesn't ever really play in Hawaii, it's a little bit different. So I'm gonna give Hawaii the edge. 
Nico, thank you for finally bringing some light into the into the equation here. What's the name of the bowl? Hawaii Bowl. We're picking Hawaii, okay? They've they've only lost twice at home. One was by four points, and one was by seven. So combine eleven points at home. They're tough. And the one the one game they did lose at home actually ended up watching that game for whatever reason. It was the only game on on college football. They lost to San Diego State, top twenty five team, seventeen ten. So I know you. I know the Palato boys over there. Why might were be a you up nervous. at like three o'clock in the Hawaii morning watching that game? Bowl, I'm picking Hawaii. I will say, you want to talk about home field advantage? Hawaii is the definition of having home field. There advantage. you go. It's a seven hour time. It difference. is a seven hour time. It's, it's like I you mean, can't like. Like we joke about California to Texas and a two-hour time yeah, difference. Hawaii? Memphis, Tennessee to the East Coast, basically to literally the farthest west you can go. Yeah, Hawaii. I get we're looking for a reason to bet on Hawaii, boys, <laughs> but we should remember that football is a game of talent, and when you're thinking of talent, Memphis has a lot better talent than Hawaii. They don't guys, make some ties on the, on the beach, the and then who knows? All of the Samoans so, play at BYU. <laughs> the, the, the half of them play at BYU. The other half and play the other Hawaii. half play at Utah. That's true. That's true. Hey, the name of the bowl is what? Hawaii, Hawaii Bowl. So we're picking Hawaii. Santa, I'm going to switch my Christmas. I don't need any Christmas present. Just make sure that Hawaii doesn't win that game. Please <laughs> and thank you. That's that's all I'm asking. Uh, that's the Christmas Eve game, the Hawaii Bowl. And now we get to move into the Camellia Bowl on Christmas Day. Let's go ahead and, and we'll just get right into it. Uh, Ball State out of the MAC versus Georgia State. Well, what are we? The Panthers versus, I believe, the Red Hawks. Ball State coming off of their uh, Disney Disney MAC championship last year. I know that we had we used to work with a couple guys that were Ball uh, Ball State alumni, but I don't know. I I don't have some sort of far fetched idea that they're going to continue whatever success they found last year. I think Georgia State is a, a underrated team, and I really like Georgia State to come out on top of this game. Well, what do you have here? Uh, I'm I'm same page as you. I think Ball State had a miracle of a championship win last year. It's like um, if it if the Lakers didn't win their championship in the bubble, it would never happen. It's so. like it's like when you let your little brother beat you in Madden, and then he thinks that you can do it all the time. Like it's not gonna happen. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, not that that ever happened before. I earned those wins against you, anyways. Uh, I, I'm going with Georgia State, and and truthfully, I just I just don't think Ball State can do it again. So. Is Georgia State playing college basketball? Uh, like, are we talking about Georgia State oh, run God. from they, they destroyed the Baylor game from, yeah, from, yeah, yeah. from what uh, from what was it four or five years ago yeah, when when the father son duo? No, yeah. I'm going ball so hard State University. And I'm thinking Ball State because, like you said, they had a good season last year. There's some players on that roster from from last year. Okay, some people that are on the program, and not on the team, maybe not played, but in the program because it's not all freshmen. So like it, <laughs> they had like all seniors. I'm just, I'm just saying. Those I'm were gonna, kids that came in and were one in one in ten their first year, two and eleven, and then finally were able to break through the glass ceiling last year. But uh, yeah, they don't have they don't have RJ whatever his last name is, and they're not playing basketball. And I don't think it's a Cinderella season, so I'm gonna go Ball State. So Ball State are the Cardinals. They're ah. from Muncie, Indiana. Yeah. Um, and since where? they're from Muncie, Indiana, they can Ball State. Okay. That's fine. I'm, I will it's the only team pick. I will pick outside of Indiana that I will I will root for slash pick because I'm not picking Purdue. 
And I'm not picking Notre Dame for sure, no. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. I'll gladly take an extra game on, I was on say, you guys. And when you lose the pick this year, just remember this. Let's uh, Chirp, chirp, baby. Ball State. <laughs> All right. Uh, we gotta, we'll, we're we going to take a little bit of a break. You guys will hear from my bookie, and we'll come back with the December 27th games and uh, really start getting down into the nitty-gritty of things uh, coming up here on the rest of the FEOTB Bowl Season Pick'em. It's the most wonderful time of the year, and who better to celebrate this special time in the college football bowl season, NFL playoffs, getting ready to go, than betting with MyBookie, our sponsor, MyBookie.ag, because it is the easiest, most fun, and they have the best odds boost to place your money, especially when you sign up at MyBookie.ag and use promo code BENCH, B-E-N-C-H. There are so many great games to pick, whether it be bowl pick them coming up. The NBA season is starting and going. You know you're going to want to bet on the college football top four coming up in a few weeks. And we have some great games for football coming up. You could even bet on some racing, too. The Formula One racing this past weekend obviously is over, but there's a lot of good stuff going on at, at MyBookie. you got to use – remember to use code B. E-N-C-H, code bench for a double your first deposit. Whether you want to bet your own hard-earned cash, cryptocurrency, anything like that, the best place to do so is at mybookie.ag. And when you sign up for, to create your account, use our promo code bench, B-E-N-C-H, to automatically double your first deposit up to $1,000. Get in on the winning today with MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere at mybookie.ag. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to that message from MyBookie. Like we said earlier on, if you're going to be betting this bull season, be sure to be using MyBookie.ag. And when you sign up to create your account, use our promo code BENCH, B-E-N-C-H. You can automatically double your first deposit up to $1,000. Really enjoyed working with them, so be sure. Uh, help them out. Help us out a little bit and get in. Win some money, damn it. We've been, we've been giving you free beats of the week every single week since this podcast started. Win, win some damn money this bull season. Uh, pay off your debts from your Christmas presents. What do we have going on? on the 27th we start with the quick lane bowl western michigan facing a carson strong and coachless nevada now carson strong is the guy that you should be wanting for the broncos i think that he may be a good fit for that nico i'm just throwing that out there uh, but western michigan taking on a very depleted nevada what are we thinking here uh jeremy let's let's start with you Two things. So you, you told me Carson Strong is not playing in the not, bowl game? Okay, playing. that makes things a little more interesting. Um, I will say, quick fact about Western Michigan, um, also known as the Broncos, by the way. Um, all five losses this season have come from teams that they have um, that are, are in bowl games. So they have some quality losses, um, along with seven, seven wins, which is pretty impressive. Um, however, I, I do know that you guys just told me that Carson Strong isn't playing. Um, he did throw for 4,100 yards, which is impressive. Um, Jeremy, stop giving going. <laughs> um, and I know, and I know for a fact, Nico is. It was like you know, excited to watch finally their future Broncos quarterback. Um, however, knowing the Broncos, um, they're not, they're going to pass on him, and he's going to go somewhere in division and beat them. So. However, I'm going to take the Broncos of Western Michigan because yeah. that their quarterback isn't playing. Huge drop off between their production with the future Denver Broncos quarterback. Um, and the backup. Uh, I'm I'm gonna like I I picked Nevada until I was told Carson Strong's not playing, and and then that's all that's enough for me. So Nevada is is was a was blessed by a very very good quarterback and a very good coach who's now the head coach at CSU. So fun fact. both are gone, and that I think that like, when you lose a coach and and especially right before bowl season, that obviously affects the team. You don't have your coach or your quarterback. Very tough. That's like, very that's tough. a recipe for disaster. And Western Michigan is a very solid team, 
And they're always like – I want to say they're a bowl team every year basically. Like, yeah, we it, mentioned them earlier. They were the team that – it was Western Michigan that was in the Bahama Bowl that had the comeback against like – they, they always have competitive bowl games. For, for that matter, like I, I – like I would love to watch Carson Strong because, like I'm, like Jeremy said, I'm gonna be watching film on Matt Corral, uh, Kenny Pickett, um, Carson Strong, um, Malik Willis. So the top four quarterbacks that I'm very interested in. I'll I'll come down before the draft and figure which one I want the most. But right now I'm very I was excited to see him. Now I can't. So I'm gonna go Western Michigan. I smell another exclusive YouTube series coming. By the way, let's just talk about how crazy before you get to your pick. I just want to mention this before I'll forget it. Uh, Nevada, think about being in the, another player in Nevada's locker room. So they go out, they hammer CSU in the season, in the regular season's finale. Give credit to CSU. They got their shit pushed in, and then they went out and said, we're going to throw the bank at this guy, and we're going to steal him away from his team. By the way, CSU has the most money in their uh, in their football budget in the state of Colorado out of wow. any of Over the college CEO. football teams. CEO's yes, Over they have the most money allocated to their football program. So they had plenty to pay that guy. And then now you're sitting in there, you're like, wow, we just beat the shit out of that school, and our coach is going to go coach there. And Carson's not playing. I'm not playing in the bowl game. Fuck that. Yeah. Why would I yeah. do that? If any guy is on that team that is looking toward the NFL draft, you don't play. No. Who, who do you got? Well, <clears throat> are we calling an audible? I'm not calling an audible. I'm going to stick with it only because I feel confident in the rest of my picks that if this one ends up working out, great. If it doesn't, all right. Oh, well. Uh, I'm going with Nevada. Okay. Now, I understand they lost their coach to CSU. I understand that their, their star quarterback's not playing, and that might, you know, diminish morale, whatever. I'm sticking to my guns. I'm going with Nevada. Mainly, and I'm looking at it here, November 19th, they, play, they played Air Force. They pushed it all the way to overtime, and they lost by two, 39 to 41. So that's a hell of a win. I understand that they had their, their star quarterback and their coach and all that different stuff, Okay. It's not just those two people that are on the field, and it's not just those two people who, who get the win. And sure, there might be some people who sit out because now they don't have their quarterback and, and their coach left, whatever. There's going to be plenty of people that still play that were on that team who, who were there that's when that happened. Yeah. So, yeah. Good point. The, the one thing I'll say is this line probably has altered so much. Like One of the biggest lines that has been all over the board – since the games were first announced, and, the, and this because I bet Nevada was probably a favorite. Right now, it's at minus six for Western Michigan, mm. which just makes it even more interesting that they have that much confidence in Carson Strong and being that good of quarterback. Well, if you guys, you just made the point. It's not just Carson Strong on the field. Uh, Nevada, Carson Strong scored thirty-six touchdowns passing this season. Uh, the next closest Jeez. guy who accounted for as many for close to that many touchdowns is a receiver who was catching touchdown passes from Carson Strong. I understand. He scored 11 touchdowns. I understand. So, yes, it's only Carson Strong on the field for Nevada. <laughs> That's it. That's all. Nobody else. You can tell me. Who, name another guy. Nope. Look, it's just Carson Strong. Look, first off. Without Carson Strong, they a, are a D2 this, school. This is a game that gets us back in the running. Thank you, Dom. I appreciate you picking Nevada here. But like I said, I feel confident in the rest of my picks that if this one works out, cool. I just think there's Not a huge drop-off between – the there is. Also. There is. Here we Especially go. We want to know who's way. playing quarterback for for the Wolfpack. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Here we go. Nate Cox. That's a damn good last name. Shoot. From Lafayette, Louisiana. All right. 
Uh, just just making that point quickly there. Yeah, Next, 158 yards and one touchdown. Oh shit, that might be a bad. Hey, pick. hey, hey! <laughs> I'm sticking to Wait, it. But, but if you win, you look pick. like a king. I know, I know. That might be a bad pick, though. I'm just I'm just putting that out there. All right. Uh, moving on now to the military bowl, not featuring a military school. East Carolina, the Pirates are going to be taking on the Boston College Eagles. Six and six. Uh, East Carolina comes in seven and five. ECU did, you know. People were maybe thinking about Cincinnati possibly struggling and falling to them down the stretch. They were looked at, seen as a possible trap game. Uh, for that reason, I have confidence in ECU. Boston College, we talked at nauseum about how this was probably the worst season of ACC football. In, I would agree. In history. Could be in history. In a while. It's, it was bad. And for that reason, Boston College only being 6-6, six and six, playing in that terrible of a, of a conference, I picked the Pirates, ECU. Uh, what, what does everybody else think? Nick, or Dom, what do you got? Uh, I also have uh, East Carolina in this game. I'm looking, at it, I'm looking at it this way, okay? They played against Houston. Uh, right now, I believe they're the 21st-ranked uh, team in the, in the country. They pushed it to overtime. They lost by seven. Okay, great. That's 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 one that you didn't expect to win, but you played well. They played against Cincinnati, number four ranked team in the country. They didn't lose by a terrible margin. They lost by 22, which might seem like a lot, but truthfully, if you're the number four team in the country and you play somebody that's not even ranked, you're expecting to put up 50. And they play, they played they played well enough to keep them away from doing that. And then they also won close against Navy. I know Navy's not necessarily the best team in college football, um, but playing against uh, a military school and figuring them out enough to edge them out and, and win like that, I like that too. So I'm I'm going with ECU here. I'm gonna go BC here. I'm gonna go Boston College, the school that I mean, even if the ACC ACC still is not. Uh, where where it was being six and six against a against a uh, conference that is pretty even like there's not like a lot of like there wasn't a lot of teams this year outside of maybe the Syracuses that were like just absolute shit and there wasn't the teams that obviously Clemson what they were everyone was about even and Boston College still had some decent wins and I I, like, I don't know I've always liked BC because obviously the lacrosse program and and hockey as well so I'm gonna go BC here I don't disagree with you I I do like the program but just going to point out some of these wins for Boston College. Colgate, uh, hey, Col University Colgate's of, a damn good March Madness team. University of Massachusetts. <laughs> this is not March Madness. <laughs> University of Massachusetts, Temple. Uh, the, their best win is probably Virginia Tech, who also finished the season 6-6. Six and six. Well, Quick question. Know. What was that? Did Boston College play Temple this year? Uh, yes. What 20, was the score? 28-3, Boston okay. College. Okay, so i got a point here in a second. East Carolina played Temple, and they got the Temple beat them 45-3. If that gives you... Any indication? Hey, I will say this. I will say this. Pilata brothers, growing with you guys. Growing with East Carolina. Um, I was reading about how Boston College has a great defense. Obviously, Wake has a good offense. They got they let forty one up, but they let up they let up thirty against Georgia Tech, yes. and they let up twenty three against a Florida State team who was quarterbackless. They had Not a running awesome. back at quarterback. Yeah. So, East Carolina. They have won four out of the last five, and the last only loss was against Cincinnati in a game which the scoreboard says 35-13, a lot closer than that was. And, that, and that's where the skepticism came in the college football yeah. playoff show about how the Cincinnati really deserve it. They needed a, a big statement win, and they obviously got it against Houston. So, Pilato Brothers, rolling with ECU with you. Nico, I'm sorry you're on an island here, but I, I like the Pirates. 
There's worse islands to be on than Boston College. Boston, but... by the way, is the favorite right now. Minus I, three. I, so. understand. I understand. It's not like I'm being way like, out here. I, I mean, but a three-point favorite in a bowl game is like... I it's mean, it's the pick them. Yeah, yeah, but... If it was the pinstripe bowl, I would give it to BC because Boston College loves to play at Yankee Stadium. But yeah. other than that, no, I'd, I'm going ECU. So, Nico, you're you're on your island. That might be one where you get back on, on the rest of us. That's, gonna, that's all the games uh, on the 27th. So now... Let's go ahead. We'll move into Tuesday, December 28th. All right. Kicking things off, we're going to go down to Birmingham, Alabama, and uh, see now Bo Nixless Auburn, because Bo Nix did enter the transfer portal. He's going to play out his uh, graduation graduation season. I don't know if you want to. Really? They have Michael Penis Jr. for way too long. Penix, clown bag. Well. Yep, I told you. It's about two hours in. And the worst MPJ. And we're, we're sick. We're At least sick the MPJ's playing. Well, okay. All right. Uh, Houston versus Auburn. Uh, Houston coming off that loss in the AAC championship to Cincinnati, who is obviously going to be in the college football playoff that we'll talk about a little bit later on. But I mentioned it. I tweeted it out as that game started. Do not give Cincinnati any flack if they struggle a little bit at Houston. And Houston was up at points in that game. And I said, this is a very good team. If not for a tough loss at week one, Houston and Cincinnati would have both been in the top ten, and that AAC championship would have been an eliminator for the final four spot. Who did Houston lose first first game? It was uh, Texas Tech, I believe. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's so right. So Houston has that one loss to Texas Tech other than the loss to Cincinnati in the conference championship game. For that reason, it was very easy for me to back Dana Holgerson and the Houston Cougars. Uh, N- Jeremy, what do you got? Well, a couple things. Um, obviously, you mentioned Bo Nix in the transfer portal. That's a great point there. I mean, I you know, at the end of the day, again – Daniel Hogerson looks like the great pick. I mean, what, Nico, what, what, what is the line on that game? Do you know by chance? It is at minus two and a half. Minus, okay, so, so basically it's a pick em game. A um, couple things. Obviously, Auburn's playing in, in their home state, which is a, which is a big factor for them. Um, they, it'll obviously be a plus Auburn crowd. Um, that being said, Houston obviously looks like the pick that I'm going to roll with, although I'm hesitant because I've gone against Auburn in the past. And I got and they a couple years ago they played in the Music City Bowl in um, uh, Nashville and they smoked Purdue and Purdue had a really good season and that's the year they beat Ohio State the whole deal so while I on paper Houston looks like the team the team that should win this game um, if like I said if Auburn can control the line of scrimmage run the ball with one of the best names in college football Tank I love that name um, I I think I think uh, Auburn has a, a real Real good chance, but I'm rolling with the Cougars of Houston. I'm, I'm probably definitely going to be on an island here. I'm going to go Auburn for the sole factor that it's a road game for Houston. Yep. It's it's not even going to be close. Like when you, when you talk about how well SEC school travels, when you talk about Auburn and how well they travel, it doesn't, the matter, it doesn't matter where they are in the SEC. When you're playing in your own state and SEC crowds are different, like one of the, one of the factors that I heard um, – uh, uh, was a coward, Bill Coward, say for the reason why Cincinnati isn't necessarily is, is a team that is a bubble top four team and not solidified is because Cincinnati plays in front of 15,000, 20,000 people a week. Auburn plays in front of 90 uh, to 100,000 people a week. And having a big game factor where you're playing a, basically a road game with a lot of people that are going to be there for Auburn, it's it's going to be a completely different game that Houston's used to. And for that matter, I'm gonna, I don't think Houston's ready for that yet. Yet they may be eventually, so I'm going to go Auburn. Honestly – I would I would try to make the argument that since Houston's used to playing against fewer people in the first place, 
I don't know how, how much that would necessarily affect I mean, them. they had to go I on the road against Cincinnati. It was tough. They did. They did. And, and I understand that it's, you know, home field advantage is a real thing. I don't disagree. I think having more of your people in the crowd cheering you on, you know, that's definitely a, a confidence boost and, and a morale boost. Um, but I would almost make the argument that, yeah, Houston's used to playing against fewer people. So I don't think that that's going to be as big of a factor as we're expecting. So for that matter, uh, because – Houston only lost to Texas Tech and then lost to Cincinnati in the championship game. I'm going with Houston. We also remember the one of the only SEC schools to lose to a group of five school. That's like a, a true power of the SEC, not the Vanderbilts, not the Missouris, was Auburn losing to UCF. I know that was Mackenzie Milton and, and Scott Frost. That was the, yep. the miracle season and the quote-unquote national championship season. Not a national championship, sorry. Um so Auburn has shown to to lose to teams out of the AAC. The one thing I was going to add to this game before we go on to the next, next bowl game, T.J. Finley, the quarterback for Auburn that almost beat Bama, which was an unbelievable game, he got injured late in the game, and I don't know if his status is, but if Bo Nix is out and the backup T.J. Finley's out, now you're going to a third string against a top-20 team, could throw in a factor Houston, there. the defense is the strength of Houston as well. De- yeah. Houston defense has kept them in a lot of games. So that one's an interesting one. A lot of a lot of things up in the air. Next bowl game up, first responder bowl. Air Force, 9-3 on the season, taking on Louisville, sitting at 6-6 six and six in the in the ACC. I went with Air Force because uh, very similar to like against Army, it's very difficult to prepare for a triple option offense. And Air Force, not only do they run the triple option, they incorporate some spread and a little bit of air raid concepts into their option attack. They're the military school that throws the most. Um, so for that reason, I like Air Force to get the win over Louisville. Uh, Nico, let's go to you. What, what are you thinking? For me, Louisville, it's not Lamar Jackson. It's not Teddy Bridgewater. Um, Air Force, in my, in my opinion, is a much – I wouldn't say better program, but I think it has more play for Louisville squeezed – Louisville squeezed into a bowl game at six and six, yeah. and Air Force has had had a really really good season at nine and three. Well, I, I would I want to say one of the, like I think it's the best record from a military school this, during the season. Yeah, they have, so, the, mo- they have the most wins. Uh, Army has the same amount of losses. And you lo- you look at what Louisville Louisville did. They had some decent wins over. I mean, like the, the like the only thing that blows my mind like for for their schedule when I look at Louisville. Excuse me. Is that Clemson game where it was thirty twenty four? They were in that game, um, but besides that, like I don't, I don't really trust this school at all. Like they lost a lot of talent, obviously over the years. Um, and Air Force, I think, just retools very, very easily. So I'm going to go Air Force. Yeah, uh, Jeremy, where are you sitting? A couple of things here. I, I think it is pretty funny on, on this stat. Listen to this. You got two quarterbacks, one for Air Force who has a season high or season total of nine hundred thirty two passing yards. You got Malik Cunningham, who's got 2,700 yards. So two completely different teams. Um, but you know, I, I, I'm with Nico on this. I think the one, the biggest thing for um, these bowl games, and especially the military academies, is it's preparing for them is very difficult. I, I just remember the only I've only watched one game of Louisville, and that was the, the first game against Ole Miss, and Ole Miss blew the doors off of them. So if that team shows up against Air Force. I, I really like Air Force. I think Air Force is a very consistent team. I don't think they turn over the ball very much, and I've watched Air Force live. Um, yes, they had a tough game against San Diego State, but realistically, I mean, I'm going to go with the Colorado school. I'm going to go with the Air Force. The only consistently successful Colorado Correct. College. 
They are the most successful college program in Colorado, and that's not even as of right now. Of the last twenty five years, CU has won a national championship the last twenty five years. Oh please, CU football! Okay, I don't want to hear that. Last time CU's won a five season straight. I'm I'm aware of that, but the the national championship that's awards for something. Oh, they shared it. I'm not even a CU fan. They shared it. I don't. It doesn't. It Nebraska doesn't, won a national championship in 1999 like, or whatever. Yeah. Look, look. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sliding Air Force. They're a great football program. Air Force but beats CU. You? And if you want to talk about the last 10 years, Air Force completely agree. Talking about the last 25 years, 30 years, CU, CU still has won a national championship. Oh, and was God. in the top five, top 10 consistently in the 90s, which. Late nineties, which consists of the last twenty five years, because the year is twenty twenty one. I was gonna say, yeah. uh, so why are we talking about CU yeah, on a bowl pick'em show if yeah. they're I'm not, not in a bowl? I disagree. Yeah. I'm just saying, you okay. want to say twenty five years, it's still CU. And so, anyways, I'm going with Air Force. I don't think it's I don't think it's a hard decision at all. To me, what it comes down to is discipline. <laughs> Excuse me, discipline and how you prepare for the team. And truthfully, Air Force. I mean, it's a military academy. A military academy preaches discipline in all facets of life, not only in football. So I think their defense is going to be the more disciplined out of the two. They're going to shut down the passing game, and they're going to run the ball all over all over uh, um, the field. So I'm right. going to the Air Force. Clean sweep for Air Force. Now rapid fire. Uh, Liberty Bowl. Texas Tech, 6-6 uh, six and six versus Mississippi State. Uh, Jeremy, where are you going? Mike Leach, 8-8 eight eight in the last – 16 bowl games, so he's kind of been up and down. Um, Rodgers with 4,400 passing yards. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot. I think I think Mississippi State in a close one against the Raiders. I love would love to know the over under on this one. I, I don't I don't trust Mississippi State. They're so hot and cold. Texas Tech is another team that has a QB slash coach carousel every single year. Yeah. So I, I'm a, I'm gonna go Texas Tech with the upset. It's a plus eight and a half spread. I don't think Mississippi State's eight and a half points better. Uh, I'm going with Mississippi State. Um, to me, I mean, I'm just looking at their schedule here. It looks like uh, they've had a couple close uh, close wins. One uh, to note against Clemson, uh, who was at – I think they're still top 20. Um, but one of one of them to note is Clemson. They won that one in overtime. And then they beat Boston College uh, Texas pretty Tech, not NC State, bud. What? We're looking at Texas Tech playing Mississippi State. Not- oh, my, my bad. My bad, my bad. Wrong tab. Uh, I'm going Mississippi State. My bad. Um, and uh, sorry, I got like five different tabs open. It's and, okay. Uh, looking at looking at all that, uh, they still they had close games. They lost to Memphis by two. Uh, they beat Louisiana Tech by one. Uh, they beat NC State by fourteen. So to me, Mississippi State's my pick. I'm also going with Mississippi State. I think Mike Leach knows uh, he's going to get the passing game going. The innovator of the air raid offense. It's also a revenge game for Mike Leach because he was at Texas Tech for a long time. I forgot about that. So I did forget about that's that. That's where he innovated the air raid offense. Yep. He's going back for a revenge game. I'm on Mississippi State for that one. Next one, Holiday Bowl. This is the NC State versus UCLA matchup. Uh, I believe DTR is hurt, the quarterback for for UCLA on the season. Uh, really quickly, North Carolina State, the Wolfpack or the Bruins? Who are we going with? Uh, Don, we'll start with you. Uh, NC State, I'm going with the Wolfpack. I was talking about it the last time on accident, but uh, looking at their win against Clemson, they won that one in overtime, 27-21. And then uh, looking at their win against Boston College and, and a couple other different schools, they, they won 
pretty handily when they should have. So I'm going with NC State. I'm gonna go eight clap here. I'm gonna go UCLA. UCLA at the beginning of the year was was the top 15, 15 program. They obviously fell off, but I think Chip Kelly. Like, I think Chip Kelly will have a little too many, a little more things up his sleeve than North Carolina State is used to. So for that reason, I'm gonna go with the upset with UCLA. I Dom, I like I like your pick. North Carolina State, uh, NC State's won four last five, including a uh, three point loss against Wake um, and an unbelievable comeback win down nine with three minutes to go against North Carolina and ended up winning that game. Mm-hmm. NC State's got a good defense. They have a quarterback who's thrown over for over thirty four hundred yards. I like NC State and their tough D and consistent play. Spread is at minus one, by the way. So for NC State, so it's pretty much quietly one of the most consistent programs in the country is NC State. Going back to, uh, I mean, you can go back to the Jacoby Brissett years, and since then they had Bradley Chubb. They're producing NFL talent, but they're also just uh, very solid year in and year out. I'm going NC State. I don't think Boosie LA can do it without DTR. Uh, Guaranteed rate bull. The last one here for the 28th, Minnesota versus West Virginia. Minnesota eight and four, almost got into the Big Ten championship versus West Virginia sitting at six and six. Uh, I am going with the Golden Gophers. Jeremy, what do you think? Uh, I'm also rolling with the Golden Gophers. Um, I think the Gophers. Um, I think their big win against Wisconsin that that uh, that kept them out of the Big Ten championship playing Michigan. Um, I think that was a big win. I watched uh, Minnesota against uh, my Hoosiers just get smoked. But Tanner Morgan, veteran quarterback, um, and – Ski Uma, I think they say up there. Um, who's the coach? I forget. PJ Fleck. PJ Fleck. That's right. PJ Fleck, tough coach to coach against. Row Very, the boat, baby. Row the boat. Well, I'm, I'm going to ride Minnesota here as well. One of the most underrated programs in, in Power 5 conferences that has really built this program up for the bottom up. Um, I like that school a lot. West Virginia doesn't have Nico Markiel yet. So uh, we're, we're, I'm going I'm to ride <laughs> Minnesota. Uh, clean sweep for Minnesota. Uh, if you really want to bring it up, Looks like they uh, beat Miami of Ohio. They lost close to Bowling Green. They beat Nebraska. They beat Purdue. And guess what? They also beat Colorado 30 to nothing. So just to bring that up, just to – Buffs down, you baby. Know, you're acting to, like I'm a CU fan. Like, CU. You're, you're sitting here like CU. I care about CU football that much. I have friends on the team. That's about it. You're the one who brought like, it up. It's not like I'm, I'm, I'm riding – I'm wearing a Stanford jersey for Pete's sake. Like, I'm so what Christian you're telling Stanford me is we should tape your ankles together. That way when you jump off the bandwagon, you don't twist an ankle. Wow. All right. All right. Let's uh, we'll transition now into uh, December 29th. Um, All right. First game up on the 29th. We have the Fenway Bowl, Virginia taking on SMU. Uh, I'm going with SMU. I think that they they did enough to convince me this season. So uh, I'm riding with the Mustangs. Where, Where are you? Where are you sitting? I got SMU. I'm riding with the Mustangs as well. I'm going to go Virginia here because I've been riding Power 5 schools basically this whole time against the smaller schools. So I'm going I'm to keep going with that. The guy who roots for Cinderella and March Madness is all chalk here. Um, for me, Virginia just got a new coach, but their, their quarterback is fantastic. The lefty guy, Armstrong, 4,400 yards passing. I think Virginia in a close, close game. All right. Uh, pinstripe Bull. We, we go from Boston to New York. And uh, Virginia Tech versus Maryland. Talia Tagovailoa in his first bowl game. I'm going VT, even though they just lost their coach. I don't trust any Tagovailoa. Uh, and uh, that's just where I stand. Where, you, where do you go? I'm going with Maryland. I'm putting my trust in the little Tagovailoa. Uh, 
I don't really have much to say about this one. I don't know much about either team, so I'm, I'm going with Maryland. I don't trust Talia. I trust Tua, but I don't trust Talia. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go uh, Virginia Tech here with a school that probably has one of the best traditions in uh, college football, too. So but either way. Interesting, man. Yeah. Virginia Tech, um, very up and down this year. Maryland played a very difficult schedule this year, um, even though with the difficult schedule, Talia did throw for 3,500 yards. And I'm going to stick to my roots and live at the Big Ten. Rolling with the Terrapins. They should be in the ACC. That still blows my mind there in the Big Ten. They should I forgot. Be in the this is an old ACC matchup. Yeah. Uh, Cheez-It Bowl. Uh, this could be – this is, has the reputation of the worst bowl game. Uh, this was. The, I've actually been to the Cheez-It Bowl before. I, I understand. But, but they didn't get Just the worst Cheez-Its. played bowl game. This was the game where there was like eight turnovers in between the two quarterbacks. Uh, number 19, Clemson taking on Iowa State. I'm rolling with Clemson because I, I'm kind of thinking that we maybe were just a little bit too harsh on them. So I got the Tigers. I think Dabo gets the win back, and they're going to finish with 10 wins on the season. Uh, where are you going? Uh, I'm going Iowa State. Um, really, I don't like Clemson. I think uh, the last couple years they've, they've been great. They've been, they've been really talented, don't get me wrong. Um, but this year, I kind of think that um, recruiting kind of caught up to them a little bit. Uh, they were missing their Goldilocks back there at quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, um, which he hasn't done well in the NFL either. Um, but I'm going with Iowa State. I'm going to go Clemson here. Iowa State has played some really good games against some decent teams, though. That, that worries me. They've but also I, lost some games against pretty bad, bad teams. teams. Yeah, so, but I'm, I I trust Dabo Sweeney. You know, he, like you said, they had a off season and still are going to end are almost end up with 10 wins, which is still pretty solid. And I trust the program that has had more recent success at Clemson. Um, I'm also going to roll with Clemson, even though Brock Purdy and Brees Hall for Iowa State have always been a really good duo. That hurts Jeremy Payne to say you're rooting for Clemson. I know. I'm rooting for Clemson. They went 9-3. They won the last five in a row, including a 30-0. I'm going to use Dom's uh, reference here. 30-0 shutout, which is hard to do in college football against an SEC team. It is. Um, which Clemson SEC, is Which not, SEC school? Oh, Clemson, South Carolina. South Carolina. Um, but I will say this. Call Spencer Rattler and, and, and it hurts me to say this, but yeah. Clemson is not going anywhere. They will be back next year. Uh, Tigers. Uh, last game up here, we have the Alamo Bowl, and it's uh, finally uh, two t- ranked teams going up against each other. Pac-12 runners-up, 10-3, and three, Oregon, now without Mario Cristobal, and uh, also a team with – out their regular head coach, but like probably has the best backup plan in all of college football, and, and the Clemson's new coach, or and, Clemson's former D coordinator. Yep, uh, Bob or Mark Stoops. I can't remember which Bob, Stoops. Bob, Bob Stoops is coming back to coach Oklahoma in their bowl game. Uh, I am rolling with the Sooners because of the Stoops factor. I don't, and you, Oregon not only lost to Utah twice, but they lost to Utah twice the same way. They get out physical and you're telling me Oklahoma, especially after getting their ass kicked in Bedlam, getting their ass kicked against Baylor, like physically dominated, and then you lose your coach and you're not going to go out there and just try and salvage your season and get 11 wins? Yeah, I'm going Oklahoma. I'm going Oregon. Uh, I Soft. I originally was picking this partially because I – I figured Spencer Rattler was still there. I don't like Spencer Rattler. So I had a little bit of a You know a Spencer Rattler hasn't through. played for Oklahoma since week <clears throat> three, right? I do understand that, but because he was – I as far as I knew, he was still on the roster. I was picking against him. Now knowing that he's in the transfer portal, that still doesn't really change my pick much. I'm not a big fan of Oklahoma. I think, truthfully, Oregon, they're not the best team in, in college football, okay? They play well when it counts, and I know that uh, Oregon got beat by Utah twice. 
in the same way. They got blown out. Great. Oklahoma's not Utah. I think Oregon has a shot. I'm going with Oregon. Huh? Spencer Alley, by the way, if you can catch me earlier saying that he has that South Carolina now. He did just announce that. I'm going to go with Dom here and go with Oregon. It's, it's a little bit of a wild one. I'm going to argue and say that Oregon is set up better for the future losing their coach than Oklahoma is. Hear me out. Brett Venables, good what? coach. Hear me out. Brett Venables, good coach. Oregon is going to, is, is the top of the Pac-12 the last 10, 15 years, every single year, consistently, consistently. Wow, I can't speak. Oklahoma is going to the SEC with a coach that obviously isn't as flashy, but a Brett Venables coach team. I think Oklahoma loses a lot, a lot more talent in the years coming because other schools are going to go SEC talent. That's why I, I think Oregon set up for the better of the future, and I think it was a bigger loss losing Lincoln Riley than it is losing Mario Cristobal, even though Mario Cristobal is a great coach. So I'm going to go Oregon. Uh, Jimmy, let's smack some sense into these guys here. Uh, Caleb Williams, honestly, is one of the best freshmen, the breakout freshman of the year. I think freshman of the year. Yeah. I mean, let's let's keep in mind here that literally I'm sorry, Oklahoma, I didn't realize Bryce Young wasn't a freshman. I mean, obviously, he just won the Heisman. I understand. I'm just he, was, he was a redshirt freshman, by the way. Anyway, um, Oklahoma State, or I'm sorry, Oklahoma was a muff punt away from going pretty much to the Big 12 championship and possibly the playoff. I love the Sooners here. I love Bob Stoops. I love the direction their program's going. They've been through a lot. They hired a fantastic offensive or defensive coordinator, and now Brett Venables. I really, really like the Sooners in this one. I like the Sooners big in this one over Oregon. Oregon has been a struggling last three games, lost Utah in a blowout, barely beat Oregon State, who was in a bowl game, and then got smacked again by Utah in the same fashion. Like Jimmy said, Roll, uh, boomer sooner. I'm gonna tell you right now. You hammer the over in this game. It's over 61. Both these teams let up stupid points. I don't know. I don't know. I, I kind of like the under. Do we remember what 20. Texas Look, did? It's not. It's not who yeah. stopped. It's not. It's Kayvon not who's not playing. I don't know. I kind of like Oklahoma. No, I, no, I'm just saying the over is gonna hammer. 61. It's not. Yeah. It's not whose defense plays lights out. It's whose defense can stop the other that one time, yeah. so that it's 63, 60 or something. I like think that. one of these teams could put up 50 points in general. Over over under 61 is super reasonable. I don't know if if if, if Oklahoma shows up, that Oregon offense does not look good. It'll be I'm I'm not sure how that one's gonna go. I think Oregon. Under Oklahoma big. I'm telling you right now. Is that a lock? It's a lock. Okay. They're, they're minus four and a half two spread right now. Okay. So. All right. That's uh that's the last game on the 29th. So let's go ahead. We'll get into Thursday, December thirtieth. That would be insane. All right. Thursday, December thirtieth. We kick things off with the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Hopefully the trophy doesn't get smashed this year. Uh, I can't remember who was it. Wisconsin? It was Wisconsin. Wisconsin, yeah. Wisconsin busted the trophy last year, ruined the inaugural Duke's Mayo Bowl. This one, North Carolina versus South Carolina. Uh, uh, I'm going North Carolina because of Sam Howell, and that's about it. Uh, South Carolina sucks. Uh, I'm going North Carolina too. I again, these two teams I don't really watch. I don't. I don't really have a lot of information on them, but. Well, I mean, North Carolina was ranked in the top 15 at the beginning of the season. That's they suck kinda, this year, but South Carolina sucks worse. That's kind of where I was going with it. North Carolina w was nationally well, top 25 nationally ranked at the beginning of the year. They sucked this year, sure, but South Carolina was just that much worse. That I went with North Carolina. So I'm going North Carolina, too. I Like I said, I like that program. Mac Brown has done a great job of it, North Carolina. South Carolina, I think they're waiting – 
until next year with Rattler. I think that's what they're hoping that he can be a saving grace. I don't know if he will be, but that's what they're hoping for. And it's not like he can play this game. So I'm going to go North Carolina uh, because I like their program a lot more. Big rivalry. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but North Carolina and South Carolina is actually a pretty big rivalry. Um, this game gets chippy. They played played each other a couple years ago, and I just remember them getting into it a little bit. Um, North Carolina is six and six. They're re- they're a better team than their record says. The last five games they played Notre Dame, Wake, Pitt, and and NC State and Wofford. But who cares? That's four ranked teams. Um, they did beat Wake by three. And then they lost to NC State by four. Thank you for reminding seven. me. I lost that bet by half. That was my parlay. I lost by half a there point. There you go. Um, so, they, look, they've played pre- top ten teams pretty close, including a big win against Wake. If, if Sam Howell plays, they should roll. They should roll big. I know the line's nine. If Sam Howell plays, I think North Carolina covers. Talk, talk about this year's Kyle Trask. Kyle Trask was a was a top five pick basically last year before the season started. Basically fell out of the first round. Sam Howell was projected to be the number one quarterback in this class and now fell off the face yeah. of the earth. Yeah, it'll be interesting to he, see what happens to him. It's a tough season for him. Yeah, I mean, North Carolina, they, too. If they, they could play they a lick of defense, they probably win eight games this year. North Carolina lost their two big running backs to Javante Williams. He's having a big year for dog, the Broncos. Absolute dog. I love Javante. Uh, next game up, Music City Bowl. We'll go quickly quickly through this one because I know Jeremy doesn't want to spend a lot of time talking about one of these two <laughs> schools. Uh, I'm on Purdue, roll Boilermakers, mainly because Tennessee's pass defense sucks, and that's all Purdue can do. So I'm going Boilermakers. I got Purdue, too. I not really much to say other than I, I, I choose Purdue. I'm going Purdue Purdue as well. Sorry, Jer. Uh, Tennessee doesn't have Peyton Manning starting for that team, and that's one of the worst programs in the SEC currently, so I'm going Purdue. You guys are falling in the trap. I'm telling you, boiler down, baby. Tennessee volunteers, I'm on an island here. I will never, never root for Purdue. I'm sorry. I don't care if they're 12-0 in the playoffs. Boiler down. And uh, what, what, what is they, what is their uh, Tennessee's um, – um, it's Rocky Top. Rocky Top. Rocky Top, Rocky Top Tennessee. You, you're going to volunteer. volunteer. Yeah, Voluntarily yeah. probably loses, but go 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 He's volunteers. Volunteering. I, I respect the 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 the, the the passion, the passion, yeah. and the for why your is team that even a big rivalry? I mean, Purdue sucks. Purdue's always been the little brother, but they act like the big brother. It's just like I mean, they're smarter, but not oh, as good man. as sports. <laughs> Uh, next game up that we have Peach Bowl. The Peach Bowl was a classic last year between Georgia and Cincinnati. This year we got Michigan State versus Pitt. Uh, I said that Tennessee couldn't defend the pass. Michigan State cannot defend a pass. Uh, for that reason, I'm going with two glove Kenny Pinkett. Kenny Pickett. He will be the highest profile two glove quarterback next season. Uh, put it in the bank, but I think Teddy B. I love me some two glove quarterbacks. To, I think Pickett is gonna Pickett is gonna get the win for Pitt. Hopefully he plays. Even if he doesn't, Michigan State is a paper tiger. I'll, I'll so. go first here. Um, I, I've I've heard this from a couple of Michigan State fans. Our defense is bend don't break. When you hear that, that's not good. Especially against Kenny Pickett, who's thrown for forty three hundred yards, forty two touchdowns. Um, and that bend don't break. And broke including against including we did forget. Two things. One, Kenneth Walker's not playing in the game. He's declared. Two, Kenny Pickett did change the college football by the fake slide. Um, so I am rolling Pittsburgh big. They're the, they're, they're the dog here. I think Pittsburgh's going to smoke them. I originally had Michigan State until I heard that Kenneth Walker isn't playing because I know Pittsburgh, the ACC, doesn't have the best run game um, but like or run, de- run defense. Like I said, Kenny, Kenny Pickett, if he is playing, I think – I mean – Honestly, you could. There's a good chance he may not play. Let's keep it a buck here. And if if 
Kenneth Walker and Kenny Pickett both don't play. Then this, it becomes yeah, interesting. Then it comes gets real, real interesting. Then and it, I would you gotta it, trust Mel Tucker. Do we trust Mel Tucker? No, we don't. Not we should go state. to Boulder and ask them if they <laughs> trust Mel Tucker. We don't trust Mel Tucker, and because I hate Mel Tucker and I like Kenny Nobody Pickett, wants to I'm going Pitt. See you. I'll be on the island here. I'll I'll stick with my guns and I'll go Michigan State. Uh, yeah, sure. Defense, bend, don't break. Not necessarily. Give me I a thought vote you of wanted a title belt. It's not. It's not. It's not giving me a vote. They of confidence, can't stop anything. Okay? It's not. But they can't stop a parked car. I, I made the pick. I'm not changing for anything, and I'll be the only one who's on the island. It was the and, wrong, it was the wrong and, picket. I'll tell you that. And if I do end up getting that pick right, I'm the only one who gets a point. So that gets That's me one point. step closer to the title belt. A point. Yep. Uh, I I don't know. Okay. Next game up: Las Vegas Bowl, Wisconsin versus Arizona State. Both teams eight and four. Uh, Wisconsin knocked out of the Big Ten championship by losing to Minnesota, and Arizona State had probably one of the highest IQ football players. I don't know if you guys saw that. A guy was getting tackled, and it was on the last. It was the last play of the half, I think, or the last play of the game. As he's going down, he sees one of his other teammates is running around away from everybody. Everybody's trying to tackle him and get him down. He pitches the ball. They score a touchdown. End like up going player. on winning winning the game. That's crazy. A lot of high Q out of that low IQ school. Ooh. <laughs> well, I'm okay, just saying. Nico. I'm just saying. I I think we have uh, a little bit of bitterness there, but uh, I'm going. Hey, forks up. Herm Edwards is going to get Arizona State a win in this bowl game, and uh, Wisconsin sucks. Uh, Wisconsin. Eh, it's oh, big. Uh, they only benefit from being in the worst part of the Big Ten. So if they were in the East, they wouldn't even be relevant, and they they're only relevant because they're in the West. So I'll, I'll jump in here because I hate Arizona State and forks down always. Talk about a team that is in the worst side of the conference. Arizona State plays the children of the poor in that side of the Pac-12. They're Pac-12. Putting CU. That side of the Pac-12 has the Pac-12 champion. Yes, I know. That side of the Pac-12 has the Pac-12 champion. Outside of that one team, the rest of the conference is absolute garbage. Absolute garbage. And and shout out Herman Edwards because Arizona State's program has been absolutely downhill the last 10 years, whatever it was, and they got lucky that Herman Edwards has stepped up. And I am trusting – a program that has solidified themselves at the top or near the top of the Big Ten almost every single year in Wisconsin over an Arizona State team that just barely broke into the Pac-12 this year. Uh, Nico, you, I'm not going to comment on your, on your in Arizona State, but I will just say this. You don't ever pick against Wisconsin in bowl games. They are tough to prepare for. They're very physical. Yes, they did lose against Minnesota in that game, but Minnesota was up and going for that game. Tough place to, to beat uh, the Gophers. So, hey, listen to this. They beat Iowa 27-7, Rutgers 52-3, Northwestern 35-7, and Nebraska, who's actually been a pretty tough team, 35-28. The Badgers will handle the 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 non-physical You want to talk about force. toughness. Wisconsin toughness is completely different, completely different. than They're, ASU toughness. Yeah, I'll say that. I am also going with Wisconsin. Uh, like you said, very hard to pick against them in bowl games. Yep. Uh, the other thing that I will say too, the last couple years, I, I'm pretty sure. I mean, they've been they've been decently consistent. I mean, they've they, like you said, they've always they've always asserted themselves as one of the uh, at least you know top fifty percent teams in the Big Ten. So well, if you had I'm to play going, Indiana every season in hey, Purdue, hey, and, we don't play uh, Wisconsin every year. All I'm saying it could be is, really easy to be top of the Big Ten. Then all I'm saying is, they have they have asserted themselves as that top fifty percent, even sometimes top seventy five percent. So 
I'm going with Wisconsin. There's a lot of disrespect for Herm Edwards in Arizona State. It's no disrespect room. to Herm Edwards. I like Herm Edwards. Everything else about that school can kick rocks. Okay. That's okay. fine. Mr. I'll, I'll Lopes, boy. I'll give you a game. That's fine. Uh, and that's actually the end of the 30th. So now we'll go into New Year's Eve and uh, talk about the games on the 31st. All right. New Year's Eve games. We start off with the, uh, I believe, it's a, is this still the TaxSlayer.com Gator Bowl or is it yeah, just it the Gator? It is the TaxSlayer. Right. There we go. Uh, Wake Forest, the Demon Deacons, and uh, Texas A&M, the Aggies. Now, I love Sam Hartman, the quarterback for Wake Forest. I've talked about him at length. Yes, he looks like a, a copy-and-pasted version of Sam Howell. We don't have to talk about that. When they were talking, to, they were showing Sam Howell and Sam Hartman talking to each other on college game day before their game, and I was like, I don't even. They were both in black long sleeves. They both have the same beard. They look like brothers, so I couldn't tell who was who. But given all of that, I don't think that you can pick a Wake Forest team who's overperforming against a Texas A&M team who's got a lot of talent, is coached by Jimbo Fisher, who has been in big games before, and this is the biggest game that Wake Forest has ever played in. Like Wake Forest is not a power. This is this is a aberration for Wake Forest. This is not the norm. And Texas A&M breathes, lives football. So I'm going with the Aggies. I think that they beat the crap out of Wake Forest. Unfortunately, after the way that Wake Forest has has performed this year, to me, it's difficult to try to pick against them. Um, you know, sure, it might be an aberration, but there's still at least. I mean, there's one game left in this aberration of a season, why would it go any different than it has for the rest of the season? So I'm going with Wake Forest. I'm going to go Wake Forest here as well. Here as well. People forget the first game that this third-string quarterback, the Texas A&M, is on from the start of the year because they lost their quarterback in the preseason, and then they lost their other quarterback in the game against CU, first, first, like, first or second possession of the game. I don't trust them at all, and I think Jimbo Fisher is still looking at other jobs. I think now that he sees Texas is coming to the SEC, I think he may jump to a Big Ten school or to a different school because I don't know how long he will. Because Texas A&M, I feel like, is going to have one of the biggest drop-offs because of Oklahoma and Texas. Um, for that matter, it's Wake Forest here. A lot of seniors on that team, a team that's basically been fighting for their lives and everyone uh, counting out all season. Plus four and a half underdog, I'll take Wake Forest. Wait a second. Didn't Six. Jimbo Fisher just sign an extension with Texas A&M? I know, but like, I don't like, – I, I, I think they're like going to fall off. $10 a year? If for ten like million a year, ago, still for ten million a year, you would stay Texas A and M. If we want to go me. with semantics as well, Texas A and M has the best win of the season. Bingo. And second, like, second of all, sorry, John, no, interrupt you. Good. Jimbo Fisher's eight and two in bowl games. He doesn't lose, and he got Wake Forest. You can't stop a parked car, dude. I'm telling you, A and M. What is the line on this game? I'm hammering A and M minus four and a half. Oh my, right. it's a lock. A and M minus four and a half. Wake Forest can't. Stop a parked car. They're horrible on defense. Sorry, sorry, Dom. Go ahead. No, you're good. Uh, I just want, I thought you were going to try to bring up the the uh, coaching argument and paying your coaches. Just because you pay your head coach ten million dollars a year or whatever it is doesn't mean shit for your team. True. I'm saying, John Gruden. I'm just saying, John Gruden. <laughs> That's the NFL, freaking, though. Uh, Still, well, you know, it, USC just, bought Lincoln Riley's house and a new house and so. a new jet. I, and I understand. All I'm saying is. Your coach, your coach is sure the head of your program, your the figurehead, whatever, but he he doesn't do any he doesn't do J- it Jimbo field. Fisher's record is 117 and 37. I think he deserves the 10 million dollars a year. I'm not disagreeing with you. I don't I don't I'm not telling you he's not worth 10 million dollars a year, but just because you pay him that much doesn't guarantee you can win in the bowl game. 
Well, no, 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 no. The argument I was saying with Nico was is that he, he says that Jimbo Fisher was going to look for other jobs, and I was saying if you're getting paid ten million a year, I think I would coach. The, the only reason why I say that is because I think if there's a reason why A and M was as was as good as it is, it's because they moved to the SEC and those Texas recruits want to play in the SEC. Now that Texas is coming in the picture, yes, Texas has sucked recently, and Oklahoma as well. I think a lot of those recruits are gonna those Texas recruits that still want to play in the SEC. Why would you not go to Texas now? Because Texas A and M has the best coach out of those three. They schools. do 100. percent I agree, but at the same time, like I think they have the opportunity to best be the best college in Texas. Like Texas A and M, I think Baylor's has right been. there too. Well, I, yeah, Baylor. I Baylor is is up there, but Texas A and M. Baylor's good. Oof. We'll I, get to Baylor in a minute. Are you picking Texas A and M, Jeremy? Or are you I, I'm gig them, gig them, gig them. There we go. Uh, next game, we have the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, Washington State it's versus crazy. Miami. Uh, the my the U, not Miami of Ohio. I don't I don't know if I had to designate that or not, but. Uh, is Cristobal's not coaching in this? Not game, coaching. Right? Yeah. It's the interim. Didn't didn't make sense if he was, but I think that's worth mentioning. I think Miami. This is probably the most hope Miami fans should have for a little for for quite some time. I mean, I know that they had the year where they lost to Clemson in the ACC championship, but this seems like the guy that can bring back the state of Miami. Now, that is what they've needed for a long time. They finally, I think, found somebody who can maybe get them there. That being said. Miami this year is dog water. I don't think that they're going to beat Washington down. State. I think it's going to be a close game, but uh, I'm going to go with the guy who's a former local kid in Max Borgie who had a great game in the last when Washington State last played. I don't played. think he's playing. He, he might I don't. I don't be. think he's playing because I I saw they declared um, on Twitter, so I don't think he's playing. Like, I, I I love the kid too, but like I don't think he's playing. So that that was a factor in anything. It doesn't really. I mean, I don't trust Miami. You said it last year. I shouldn't have picked. I picked Miami in the bull pick them last year. I shouldn't have picked yeah, it Miami. Screwed me out of a uh, win. Yeah, I am uh, Miami. Please don't. I'm going Wazoo. I think the Cougs will get it done. I got. I'm going Washington State too. I don't. I don't have anything new to add. Pretty much the same thing. I'm gonna go to you. Screw it. Oh, yeah, you're an idiot. <laughs> I'm you're an idiot. I just said there's a be. there's a reason why I was last place last year. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my guns and hopefully that that luck changes. I'm gonna go with you. I think I think the pro look obviously Chris Ball isn't coaching, but there's there's an awe about the program. There's a little bit more juice. There's a little more pep in your step. There's a little more uh, a persona that the U may be back, and I think that they may take that with the heart. And Washington State is a, is a program that is bringing a new coach too as well, um, and, and that they, they're completely changing things around too. So they're in the middle of a um, coaching change as well. So it's not like the U is the only one here. And I, I, I it's not like I trust Miami. I just think that they – they have a little more juice in their legs now that Chris Ball is walking in the door. I think Miami's like 1-11 in 11 in the last 12 bowl games or some crazy style like that. You don't pick Miami in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl in El Paso, Texas. Miami's not going to be – listen to me. Miami's very game young. not being played in Florida? Miami – yeah, exactly. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Miami's not – they have a very great young core. But they're not there yet. They're not there yet. They're not going to be. They're not going to get up for this game. They're horrible in bowl games. Yes, they've been on fire. They won four last five. Washington State, who just came off a big W against Washington, finally getting over the hump against in the Apple Cup. I like the Cougs, and I will never pick Miami in a bowl game until they until they prove me otherwise. If I could put, you know, like if we had to double a game or something like that, I would double on Washington State to win this game. 
Uh, that's just make your dad upset every single year. No, my dad, my dad told me to pick Washington State. State. That's, yeah, that was yeah, the argument true. that you gave last year when I picked them. Is that yeah. your dad is the biggest Miami fan, and even he said, said do not, do not the Hurricanes, Don't do, do not it. pick them. Uh, next game that we have here, interesting. It's the Arizona Bowl. This is the Barstool Sports Bowl. This one not being played on TV. It is going to be streamed over. It's Barstool.tv is the URL, but. Uh, Portnoy and Big Cat are going to be the commentators oh of this game. Big Cat is uh, parachuting into the game. Oh, if you, if we're talking about shit shows, this is a shit show. I think it's going to be must-see entertainment, and uh, it is fitting like that a Mac school is... Nickelodeon this, this, this is like going to see The Lion King or Disney on Ice. It's like, it's like <laughs> I don't want to watch it, but like, it may be entertaining, so I'm, I'm going to watch it. Like It's like one of those games like, oh, this game probably going to suck. There's definitely better games on. There's me, definitely better things to do, but I guess I'm going to watch this shit show. Let me tell you the matchup. Central Michigan versus Boise State. Now, Boise State is known for doing some wild shit in bowl games, and it's the Mac. I think this one, you're... If you aren't watching this game, you're going to miss something historical. It's on the same day as the New Year's Six, is it not? So it why, why the gonna, hell I would I put this game on compared to the other one? You have the Barstool Bowl with Big Cat parachuting in, in the stadium. And then right after that, you got Alabama <laughs> and Cincinnati in the playoff. You want to talk about a complete polar opposite of two college football games? Could not be more polar opposite. 2021 is drunk. That's yes. what we're learning because also Alabama's playing Cincinnati in the college football we'll playoff. playoff. Yeah, uh, which we'll get to in a yeah. minute. Uh, we're not going to pick that one right now. Uh, I'm going Central Michigan because if it's the Barstool Sports Bowl, I think that the Mac school, it's got to be swayed towards the Mac at this one. So Central Michigan, uh, give me the Chippewas. I like the chip, or I think it's the Chippewas. I believe it is. Yeah. I mean, that's a cool mascot. I'll, I'll give them that. Uh, I don't know. The Mac's just so inconsistent to me. I'm going to go with Boise. I'd, that's really the only reason that I can think of. I'm not a – I don't really pay attention to Boise, and I don't really pay attention to the Chippewas or, or whoever it is. So, to me, I'm just going to pick Boise because, you know, why not? You want to talk about a uh, – uh, a, uh, not a rivalry. A uh, – oh, my God. A um, – Something that oh, what's the fucking word? Give me a sentence or give me. Oh a description. my god, I'm an idiot. Talk about like a something that is uh bet on a certain way, like a uh, suede. Oh, no, favored tradition. No, favored like uh something. Uh, what was the the segment that we had? The what is like the where it was? Oh my god. I don't know. Fuck, it's your pick. I'm, I'm going such a Michigan because I think that the 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 Mac will win it because of uh, it's run by Barstool, and I think favored. they'll no favored, not favored. Oh my god! Well, wow. Oh, factor cap. Yeah, factor. Conspiracy. Yeah, conspiracy theory. There you Thank go. You. Conspiracy okay. theory. The, the the Barstool Sports Bowl Jesus. is going to be won by a Mac school because of uh um because. Of, it has to be one, but like, wow, I can't believe that. Thank you, everybody, for uh, following oh, us through I'm with that. Um, no, I, I think. What was that? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm picking the. I'm talking about shit games all day. Can't wait till we get to the good. Western games. Michigan I Broncos. I picked the Denver Broncos on last Sunday. Picking the Boise State Broncos today. The Broncos will win in a bowl game that. I don't know if it's much must see TV because you're probably gonna see the whole thing on Twitter and it's about. A, it's not TV. Oh, it's on, yeah, must see streaming yes um but you'll be seeing a lot of twitter stuff so i'd imagine um this would be quite a turnaround 
Or a little warm-up before the two massive games right following afterwards. By the way, Portnoy and Big Cat have bet on this game. Just I listened to the Barstool Pick'em show. They, ha- they have sure, money I'm, on I'm this pretty, fucking game. I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to bet on a game when you're announcing it. But it's their bull. They can do whatever the hell they want. Yeah, it's they like, bought a bull. Yeah, they bought a bull. We game. gave Dave Portnoy point, a bull. At this point, they did that. Why not just bet on it too? Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, now we finally get in to uh, the college football playoff semifinal games. We'll kick things off with the Cotton Bowl Classic, uh, Alabama, coming off of their SEC championship victory over the former number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs and uh, taking on undefeated. First time ever group of five team in the college football playoff, the Cincinnati Bearcats. Uh, Luke Fickle, Spencer Spencer Ritter. Oh, man. And uh, fun names. I mean, this one, there's intrigue, mainly because it's the first time that we're seeing a group of five team there. And it's it's easy to think that it's possible the upset's going to happen. What I want to say to everybody out there is college football has a weird way of Things that are supposed to happen, they they there are weird things that do happen, like Boise beating Oklahoma, crazy. This ain't gonna be one of those times. It's it's not Cinderella. There ain't no carriage. It's a pumpkin. No fairy godmother. It's not happening. Cincinnati. I, I apologize. I hope. I wish you well. I think you're gonna win the Big Twelve in a couple of years. It ain't this year. So I'm going Bama. Uh, I'm Cincinnati. Oh, there we go. Uh, there we go. Yeah. So, truthfully, do uh, you work for Disney? I, I wish. I wish I did. I wish I did. Sometimes, I want. I want so badly for Cincinnati to win this game, for so many reasons. Number one, I'm already happy because we already got some. We got some diversity. We got different teams in the college football playoff. Fantastic. I'm happy. Now I think. I, at least my hope is that Cincinnati is going to continue to ride this wave and somehow, some way, take down the juggernaut that is Alabama. This is very, very difficult to try to pick against Alabama. Don't get me wrong. And I'm pretty sure they're the reason why I won last year's bull pick So I might shoot myself in the foot and might come to bite me in the ass. I have no idea. But I'm going with Cincinnati. Let me keep it a buck with you, Dom. It'd be the biggest upset in college football history if Cincinnati won. It's it not. That's not even a question. Sports talk, history. T- talk. Talk. I don't know about sports history. There's been some. Some. It like, would. I, like I it, don't disagree. I don't disagree. And and talk and poor Cincinnati. Like you get the kudos. We got in the playoff. Hell yeah. You got a playoff. Oh shit. Oh, Alabama. Are you kidding yeah. me? They they may they may have had a chance against Michigan. They may have had a chance if for like against some of these other teams. You face Alabama, the reigning chance with the Heisman Trophy winner, and you were a minus fourteen underdog. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I I like I said. I hope Cincinnati does well. I hope I hope they make it a game. But I think this is a game I I, I may throw on the barstool game and watch replays <laughs> of that instead of watching the second half of this game because we. May see whoever the quarterback is in two years for Alabama start or the next big transfer quarterback for Alabama play because I don't think Bryce Young plays the second half. It's it's a completely different story when you play in a game that is where, where's the game? It's it's is Cotton it? Bowls in uh, Louisiana or Texas? Dallas. That's Dallas. okay. Another place that, Al- that obviously is at Cincinnati is it's a little bit different, but Alabama is known to travel to Texas, go to Texas A and M games. It's going to be a different type of atmosphere where Cincinnati is walking to a game where the stadium is going to be seventy five percent red, and it's not Cincinnati red. Um, 
God bless. Do I really just want to? Ref- I'm. I. I will be rooting for Cincinnati because I think because everyone I, is. I, I think everyone is I because I cannot stand uh, Alabama with my. I just hate them. I hate them next to Michigan, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, but here's Nico is 100 percent right. You got to look at what, what what teams have Nick Saban lost to that have had special quarterbacks. Think about it. Joe Burrow, Absolutely. Trevor Lawrence, yep. Spencer Ritter. He's not it's, on that level. It's Desmond Ritter. Yeah, I, I mixed Des- up yeah, the names. Yeah, yeah. Desmond Ritter. I mean, the, the Texas A&M game this year that Alabama lost to was a fluke. I mean, just a complete fluke, just a slow start from them. And I think that they have obviously, after that loss, have rebounded well. Um, Nick Saban's going to have them fired up. Nick Saban's going to have them ready to go. It'll be a snooze fest like it was with Alabama against Notre Dame, like Alabama against Michigan State. In the, in, like it, it, it's 14 right now. God, do I want to bet 14, but – It'll be over in the first. It'll be over in the first it's, half. Nico. I'm taking and, my, and I and I hate Alabama with a fiery passion. I'm, yep. I'm it take, won't even be close. I'm taking minus fourteen with a with a passion. It won't even be close. I'm betting a hundred bucks on that the, shit. The public, if I lose it, I won't be mad because the it'll be a good game. Will hammer Alabama. The spread honestly may get to minus seventeen, up upwards of it'll over twenty. 16. It'll be twenty. It may get yeah. to that point, and like I hate that it's that way. And, I, and shout out Cincinnati, but that's the way it is. Dom, I'm it, sorry. It just, it's just because Alabama has better athletes and the line of scrimmage. There's it's, nothing it's, it's going to. I understand. I went through the same process. Yeah. I was like, well, f- how can I pick against Alabama? They they recruit well. They have they have the better funding. They have Nick Saban as their head the coach. They have the mental factor. They've been in the playoff before. They're, it's practically a home game because they're going to Texas. Yeah. I totally went through all of that. But I want so badly for Cincinnati to win that I'm willing to pick them. Heck, if Cincinnati wins, I think Dom should get two points for it, honestly. I am if for Cincinnati that. I'll give wins, him two points. If Cincinnati wins the pl- – if they win the semifinal, they win the national championship. You can't uh, You can't tell me that they're going to win the semifinal. This will be the snooze fest game. This is the snooze fest game. The, the late game will be better. Well, that's how it's always supposed I'm to be. Just, One, four, two, three, yeah. anyways. So the, the, I said it. On our our show, t- uh, not this past week, but the week before, the reason that Alabama, if best case scenario for Cincinnati, it's within ten midway through the third quarter. That's best case scenario, and that's when Alabama is going to send out their third defensive line rotation mm-hmm. with three or four five star recruits, and Cincinnati's same guys that have been playing the entire game, the entire season. They don't have a backup have that can come in and sniff the field in this game. It's just going to get to a point where it's too much. It's what happened to them last year against Auburn, and unfortunately, that was the little brother, or not Georgia, uh, Auburn, Georgia. Georgia's the little brother compared to Alabama. Yeah, I mean, Cincinnati gave Georgia a good game last last year, but this is this is a that was also when they were coming in as a surprise. Animal. It's a different. Animal. They're not coming in as a surprise this year. And Nick Saban, you gotta know, Nick Saban's like, if you guys fucking lose to Cincinnati, you're the worst team in Alabama school history. Like it's, it's it's like they are. <laughs> Cincinnati has and, – and that's what makes it scary too. Like I will point to Dom's point here. It makes it scary because Cincinnati has nothing to lose. They're not expected to win. They made it you got there. You did what you were supposed to do. You, you broke have nothing the to mold. lose. You, you are the first team outside of the, the big five conferences to make it into the CFP. That, you have nothing is, to that lose. That is probably the and, only thing that I can see. And, the, scary, and some, the scariest person or the scariest team in college football is somebody who – doesn't give a crap and just goes out there and play. They they don't care. If it were against any other team, I probably would have picked Cincinnati. Let's keep it up. The only the only thing, thing like Michigan, I think they I would take I would take Cincinnati to cover. If it was Georgia, I'd pick them to cover. Alabama, 
against Nick Saban, I'm sorry. You're not there yet, Cincinnati. The one thing that I will say before we wrap up and go to the next playoff, Jalen Waddle's out for Alabama. That's a big loss for them. However, Jalen Waddle got drafted last it's year. Not, it's not. Um, Jalen Waddle? John, uh, John, John Mechie. Sorry, yeah. not Jalen, Jalen Waddle. John Mechie got hurt off that the best year. wide receiver room in but the SEC. But Jamison Williams, <laughs> Ohio State, um, is their best receiver who wouldn't even be in their best year at Ohio State. That being said, it's here nor there. He will cook Cincinnati. He will. I mean, it's going to be a Cincinnati's be. strength of their team is, is of their defense is Indiana the Indiana gave Cincinnati game this year. I understand. I'm just saying long. the best part of Cincinnati's defense is their secondary. They need they need Travis Kelsey to suit up, and then maybe they have a chance. You know, Travis Kelsey played quarterback. For they them. need Joe Burrow from the Bengals <laughs> to be need, the quarterback. They, they need Cincinnati. the Bengals to play out there, and then they got a shot. We're talking about the Bengals. No, we're not talking. Unfortunately, we're not talking about the Bengals. Uh, the next, the other semifinal game that we have, Michigan. They did talk about a team who got over the Big Brother hump. Uh, Michigan uh-huh. beat Ohio State, won the Big Ten championship. Now Georgia, also twelve and one, stuck as the little brother. Kirby Smart, Kirby Smart sits on Nick Saban's lap and asks him for Christmas presents. That's that that's true. the relationship there. Uh, that being said. I'm thinking about these two teams. Michigan. The best part about Michigan is their run game. What's Georgia really, really good at? Stopping the, stop run. the run. Stopping the run. Now, you know that it's coming. Ohio State couldn't stop it. Ohio State's defense is pretty good. If Michigan's offensive line plays the way they did against Ohio State, I will. everything that I'm about to say will not matter. I just think Georgia's going to have the bodies. They're going to have the size. They're going to have the speed to slow down Michigan's running game and – when that happens, uh, K. McNamara is not going to throw the ball. Not going to throw it. Throw you a win. That ain't going to happen. So for that reason, I think Georgia wins. Uh, I think this one is a low-scoring defensive battle because both offenses are going to struggle against really good defenses. And I'll, although Aiden Hutchinson is the best defensive player in the country, I believe he's not. He's only one guy. And Georgia is going to figure out a way to sneak one through. So I think the Bulldogs get the win over Michigan. Um, and that's where where I'm kind of standing on that one. I am also taking Georgia over Michigan. Uh, kind of like kind of like you said, if Georgia's strength of their defense is their their run defense, um, and just I don't have any trust in, in McNamara to to throw uh, well enough and consistent enough for them to actually have a win. So uh, I'm going with Georgia in this one. Um, I'm I'm on the train as well. I can't pick the other team. I'm not even gonna say their team name. I'm just gonna say that other team. Um, Georgia is gonna just absolutely dominate the line of scrimmage. Like I said, there's always a big difference. Just between, like Michigan did against Ohio State. Yeah, that, uh, we're not talking about that team. We're gonna talk about Georgia, not the other team that's playing in this game. That's um, right. that being said, Georgia will dominate the line of scrimmage. Um. Dot, or Jimmy, you are right. It's gonna be a defensive battle. I think it's gonna be a low-scoring game, a lot of running. Um, the better out of the out of the, out of the two playoff games. Um, and I, again, I think it's gonna be an Alabama Georgia rematch. So uh, I don't think there's really much to talk about here. I think Michigan is not as good as everybody thinks they are. I think they just played really well in that Ohio State game. Um, well, I so. think they're better than Ohio State this year. Well, but. That, that's here nor there. But that being said. Um, Georgia, Alabama, book it. I'll, I'll be the outlier. I'll go Michigan here. I look like I said, Georgia beat teams to a pulp. When they were in close games, they struggled. Talk about a Michigan team outside of one game, which was the Michigan State game, keeping teams basically for the most part outside of two other games, Nebraska, which is an outlier, and then Ohio State, who was a very very good team, kept teams under twenty points. Georgia is a team that if they're not scoring points, their defense on the field for a long period of time will hurt them. 
And talk about, I think, the best defense, uh, two, two, the two best defenses in college football in, in Michigan and Georgia. I'm going to give Michigan the nod because I trust Aiden Hutchinson and those those guys on the back end. Maybe it's because I don't want Alabama-Georgia again in the, in the national championship. Maybe that's the reason why, and I like some new blood in there. And I, don't, and I wouldn't mind Michigan shocking the world a little bit because, like I said, they're an eight-point underdog. They got nothing nothing to lose they already won their super bowl quote-unquote and beating ohio state i think they ride that momentum and i think georgia they thought that this was going to be their conference this is going to be their year they're going to come in number one seed in the in, in the college football playoff and the alabama is no more and alabama said no we're going to come in and punk you and i mean punk you and i think michigan says you know what i think georgia they've had their time i think i don't want to hear it it's I, alabama georgia let's get this wrapped up no i think it's i think it's michigan's time and i love me some aiden hudson i he arguably could be the number one pick in the draft um out or next to right next to thibodeau from oregon one the mish or the lions are going to be able to pick between one of those two guys so i don't think they're going to be that mad about that but I'm going to go with Michigan because I don't want to see Alabama another SEC championship in the national championship. As much as, you, as much as you hate Michigan, how much does it hurt to have two SEC teams in the national championship again? I just don't even want to watch any of the games, honestly, if I'm being, <laughs> if I'm being candid with you. If I'm being candid with you, it's Alabama, the most dominant team that we can't stand, and then the other team that's right behind them is our arch rival, and then it's going to be the SEC championship again, which is why – they need to expand the playoff. Please expand the playoff. Georgia, start JT Daniels. Enough with this Stetson Bennett Agreed. shit. Agreed. Start JT Daniels and get the fucking win and get to the national championship. If you if you start Stetson Bennett, you deserve to lose. That's all I'm going to say. Because that kid lost you the SEC championship. He's going to lose you this playoff game if you give him the opportunity. Uh, that's uh, I think that's a good place to kind of uh, wrap up that, that conversation. We'll move on to the January 1st games now. All right, now we're we're gonna roll through the rest of them here, not to keep you everybody here too long. Outback Bowl, number twenty-one, Arkansas versus Penn State. I went Arkansas. I think they're gonna run the ball uh, and run it right down Penn State's throat. Where where you got? I got Arkansas. Not really much to add. I got Penn State here because I trust the Big Ten school that um, is is toward the top of the Big Ten than Arkansas. That is normally a middle of the road SEC school. Are we sure James Franklin knows who he's playing though? Uh, that's true. <laughs> that is a very good point. Um, hey, I like Penn State, Nico. I'm with Nico on this one. Penn State, veteran quarterback, unbelievable talent wide receiver in Jahan Dotson, and a very, very, very solid defense for Penn State. Arkansas going to be physical, going to be a close game. Full transparency, Arkansas is also coached by a former offensive lineman, so never going to pick against that guy. We're split here. Roll Hogs. Uh, next game up, Citrus Bowl. Number 15, Iowa versus number 22, Kentucky. Big 10 versus the SEC out in the open. I went with Kentucky. I think Iowa, yes, great. But, you know, Kentucky, we talk about the SEC and the waves of guys they can throw at you. Uh, Kentucky can run the ball, and Iowa could not stop the run against Michigan. So, for that reason, I'm going Wildcats. In all fairness, that is Michigan. Uh, Michigan's got a really dominant running game, really dominant offensive line. So f- for that, comparing uh, Michigan's front to Kentucky's front, I take uh, I take Iowa. I'm going to go Kentucky here because Iowa just pisses me off. I love their defense. Their defense, I thought, was the best in the country at the beginning of the year. And then they decided they're going to do a QB battle halfway through the year and start a guy every other week. They should just start Padilla because the other guy is just trash. So for that reason, if Padilla is starting, I'll pick Iowa. If he's not, I'm going Kentucky. And I don't think they're going to start him, so I'm going to go Kentucky. Uh, th- this game to me is just kind of all over the place. Uh, Iowa's got a great defense. Kentucky's got Wandale Robinson, the unbelievable wide receiver. 
Um, also, their running backs ran rushed for over twelve hundred yards. Yep. So I think I think right here and there, it's kind of a it's a very big flip them game. This is a game I'm not going to be putting any money on. Um, also, it's a very tough game. SEC, Big Ten. I like pains me to say this. I do like Kentucky my, to win this game. Minus two and a half spread to Kentucky is no longer just a basketball school. Basketball uh, sucks. <laughs> next game up, Fiesta Bowl, number five, Notre Dame. Uh, taking on number nine, Oklahoma State. Spencer Sanders is the worst quarterback in college football because all you had to do is beat Baylor, and you would have got Mike Gundy. We would have seen the mullet in the playoff, and you couldn't fucking do it. You throw seven interceptions in your last two games, you're lucky your defense bailed your ass out against Oklahoma. Uh, for that reason, I'm still picking Oklahoma State. Uh, I, I, hate, I hate Notre Dame, and you know that's, <laughs> um, that's where I sit. I I mean they were four in, what two inches away from going to the playoffs so um, I like Oklahoma State also here I think Notre Dame obviously with the massive drama they had coaching changes with Brian Kelly going to LSU um, for that being said I do like Oklahoma State I think Notre Dame is going to be a solid it's going to be a solid game but I think Oklahoma State's defense is too good and I think their running game is too dominant so I'm rolling with Go Pokes I'm gonna go Notre Dame here because I think this is the school that benefits the most from the coach leaving. Let's let's keep it a buck here. There's a reason why none of the coaching staff followed him to LSU. It seems to me that Brian Kelly was an outlier on that team and that the players really wanted to play for those other coaches. And I think a new coach, Notre Dame, almost got into the playoff with a first-game coaching head coach. And I think Oklahoma State, you you fumbled the bag. I don't think they had much to play for. And Notre Dame always just loves winning a, winning a big New Year's Six game. I got uh, sorry. I got Notre Dame. Uh, I mean, truthfully, I, I I agree with you. I think having having the coach leave most of the time, <clears throat> the worst thing that can happen to your program, especially right before you go into a bowl game. In this case, I think it benefits them. I think it makes them better. Um, and so I trust them more than I trust uh, Oregon. No, sorry, Oklahoma State. Brian Kelly is one of the first coaches since Lou Holtz to get Notre Dame into the. Uh, national championship, so I don't know why you guys are throwing shade Brian Kelly's way. No, I didn't throw any shade during Brian's Kelly way. I just said that there's just a coaching change. No, so. I know. I'm just saying these Brian two. Kelly the most, just, these two Brian, over here. Brian Kelly, the most winningest coach in, in Notre Dame history, along with like five or straight six, ten win seasons or eleven win seasons. He's a hell of a coach. Yeah, when, when they play the children of the poor and yeah. don't play Notre Dame, we year in year out has one of the toughest schedules in the country. Guarantee it every year. All that hurts them is that they don't play a conference championship game. That's Bingo. the only thing. That and they did. Them. They did play one last year against Clemson. All right, uh, buddy. We were split down the middle in the Fiesta Bowl game. Rose Bowl, number six, Ohio State uh, versus number eleven, Utah. I'm going Utah. If they they proved that it wasn't a fluke beating Oregon the way that they did, uh, and I think Utah has a little bit more to play for. They've never been in the Rose Bowl before, and Ohio State. It's a consolation prize to play in the Rose Bowl for them. Um, so for that reason, I'm going Utes. I think this one depends for me how Ohio State takes the uh, the Michigan beating that they that they just had. Uh, if they come out and they're pissed off about it and they want to prove that uh, you know they got caught basically with their pants down against Michigan, um, then I think I take Ohio State. Um, but if they come out and they're like, "Oh, poor me, poor me, we're not in the playoff, we got beat by Michigan." Um, then they're not going to play well. But I think it's going to be the former, so I'm taking Ohio State. There are two schools in the country that could care less about bowl games if they're not in the Final Four in the national championship, and that's Alabama and Ohio State. For that reason, I'm going to go Utah because Ohio State could care less about this game, and they're just there. And I, I, If you were a top talent for Ohio State and going to the draft, you're more than likely not playing in this game. I mean, consolation prize is the Rose Bowl. 
I mean, come on, guys. What are we talking about here? This one, of the, it's the best game outside of. Oh, the I agree. It means I mean, nothing still, if it's not in the playoffs. Hang on, hang on. The Rose Bowl is still a very, very special game. I think Ohio State will show up. Going to be a tough game. I think this is a very big sleeper game for you. I mean, Ohio State can't stop the run, and they couldn't stop the run against Oregon when they got beat. They couldn't stop the run against obviously Michigan when they can't when they got beat. So Utah's going to give them a game. When they I, get physical, I mean, they fold. I mean, they just hired Ohio State side. No, Ohio State just hired Oklahoma State's D coordinator. Just side note there, even though I do like the pokes in the Fiesta Bowl, I am rolling with Buckeyes. Buckeye fan can't go against him. I'm just I every. It also came down to every game that they had a team punch them in the mouth. They backed down. There was no swing back. It was oh, you're gonna run the ball on us. Okay. I, I mean, we lose. I, I, I actually will counter that because Michigan State with one of a Heisman contender running back, Kenneth Walker, they tried to run the ball. He had 66 yards. Ohio State was up 49 nothing in the first half. That was one Michigan game. Michigan State was the most one-sided football team in the country, and they had no passing game. So I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm not, I'm, not here, I'm, not, I'm not saying your argument's wrong. I'm just saying that Ohio State has gotten punched in the mouth. I just think that Michigan won in that game more. Michigan State going? is also the least physical pound-the-rock team of, of anybody out there. I would agree. So – uh, 40 transfers on that roster for Michigan State. Mel Tucker, baby. Sugar Bowl. Next <laughs> game up, Baylor, number seven versus Ole Miss. This is a, a old old school drag them out kind of rivalry. Uh, Baylor, uh, I'm going with, with Baylor because the win against Oklahoma, they got a, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, they got a lot of momentum coming into this one. And uh, Ole Miss, I don't know. I don't trust them. Uh, Baylor plays defense. Ole Miss doesn't. I don't really like Lane Kiffin, to be honest with you guys. So, go Bears. I'm going Baylor too. Uh, that defense is just unreal. Defense wins championships. Defense wins bowl games. Defense wins you games in general. So I'm going to go Ole Miss here because I love me some Matt Corral. I think he's one of the most underrated quarterbacks in college football. Yes, he's on Ole Miss, but he's put up some really good performances against against some very good teams. And if it wasn't for playing Alabama and and another Auburn, uh, Auburn, that's your two losses. Like, look, Baylor is a damn good football team. You beat Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's not Alabama. <laughs> like it's not like like it's not like Ole Miss is the slack. So I'm gonna go Matt Corral, Lane Kiffin, and Ole Miss Rebels. Lane freaking train all day. Ole Miss plays with a very high tempo. I watched them in the bowl game two years ago. They play, their their tempo is so quick. I know I know the Big Twelve is quick too. Um, however, Lane Train, Matt Corral, very special special player, and also cannot count out a little Lane Train uh, misdirection or some crazy plays that you'll never see. Um, so I'm rolling with the Rebs in the Sugar Bowl. Kiffin's going to take another job by the time this game happens. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll finish up with the Texas Bowl before we talk about our national championship games, and that's being played on January 4th. Kansas State versus LSU. Who cares? Who cares? Kansas State. Uh, go Kansas State. I don't know. What do you got? I got Kansas State. I, I just trust them more than I trust LSU. I'm picking year. LSU's sole factor that they can recruit better talent, and they're and they they and, don't have it this year. They don't. I mean, they don't have it, but like they still like their their third string, second string guys are still more most likely or more more than often not higher rated players than Kansas State has. I like Kansas State. Don't get me wrong, but Kansas State. Is some is usually irrelevant sometimes in, in college football, so I'm gonna go LSU. Uh, I used to really like LSU just because of the fact they had Coach O, and I don't think Coach O should have been fired in the first place. I mean, I know they did get they did get Brian Kelly, which is here nor there. Uh, Miles Brennard, the quarterback for LSU, was in the transfer portal, just came back to LSU, so that tells you something right there. Um, Kansas State, I don't know really much about them, so I'm going with the Tigers. Go with Tigers. Uh, all right. 
All right. So for this one, we obviously a couple of us have different matchups. So we'll mention our matchup. We'll mention who we think is going to win for the college football playoff national championship. I have uh, Bama versus Georgia is my matchup. I think Bama gets the win again because of what I said earlier. Kirby Smart is Nick Saban's son, and he will never beat Nick Saban in a meaningful, in a really meaningful game. Yes, they won the SEC championship a few years ago. Uh, it, it ain't it ain't going to happen. If that rematch happens, Bama probably wins by more than what they did in the SEC championship. Georgia had no answer, unless maybe JT Daniels is playing quarterback. I, I just trust Nick Saban now, and I trust Alabama. Uh, so roll tide, and I think they win my national championship this season. Um, so my national championship is going to end up being Cincinnati versus Georgia. And although I have enough faith in Cincinnati to pick them in the semifinal game, I don't know if I have enough faith to pick them all the way through, so I'm going to go with Georgia. I think that's a safer pick. Um, I know the argument that if they make it through the semifinal, you might as well pick them for the championship. If they make it through then, it seems like they can make it through anything. Um, I guess instead of like a Disney story, I, I'm more going for like a Friday Night Lights type thing uh, where they make it all the way to the end and then barely lose. But uh, Which was false, by the way. They didn't make it to the championship. I understand. But either way... You know, I guess that's that's kind of the way that I'm looking at it. So I'm going Georgia as my national champion. I have Bama versus Michigan. I am going to go wild card here because I don't want to see Bama win again. So I'm going to go Michigan. I wild card. Like I said, I think their run game is decent enough, and I think Bama. I I look. There's there's off years for Bama. There's on years. This is a quote unquote off year because they have so many freshmen. Next year, I think. I mean, look, there's a reason why they're still the number one team in the country, but I still think next year they're going to be dominant like they were last year and have a much better team because a lot more talent, um, has a lot more experience, and I think they lost a lot, lot going into last year. So for that reason, I'm going to go wild card and say Michigan um, wins it for the Big Ten and is the first uh, um, Big Ten champion since Ohio State to win the college football playoff. Um I know that just hurt Jamie. Well, I will say this. If, if Michigan does end up winning, my, my pick was Alabama-Georgia National Championship, just like Jimmy said, rematch the SEC. Um, first of all, that would be a big FU to the Big Ten, especially considering that the National Championship game is played in Indy, Indianapolis. Um, if Michigan is there, boy, the tickets are going to be a fortune. Um, that being said, I, I've, I've stuck by this, and I will continue to stick by this. You have to beat Bama in order to win the national title. There's not a team on, this, on the, the Final Four that has a good enough quarterback to beat Alabama. The best quarterback of the four is Alabama's Bryce Young. The only other quarterback that I can think of that can potentially beat Alabama is maybe, maybe C.J. Stroud. I mean, as far as talent is concerned, there's really not a lot of good quarterbacks out there this year as compared to last year. And, you, and of course, you look at the four that are in right now. Bryce Young just won the Heisman. He's the Heisman Trophy winner. Who was it last year? Obviously, Devontae Smith, who ended up winning the national title game. It would take a miracle for anybody else to beat Bama, except for, I mean, it, it, minus Bama. The, the one thing I'll say is if they do play Georgia, yes, sir, the younger the little brother, it is very, very tough to beat a team twice. I will say Especially that. Especially in, like, basically when you play them back-to-back almost inside one game. Like, if it, I think Georgia has the best shot of beating them, but I still I – I don't – Think they the, get by Michigan. It's but, the mental edge. It's the mental edge with, with yeah. Alabama. It's, it's having that edge. Does Georgia line up them player to player just as good? Yes. It's that mental edge. 
And that's another thing. In that SEC championship game, we there was so much talk about Georgia and their stellar defensive line. Alabama had such of such an edge over those guys. Yeah. There were four or five plays in a row where Alabama, Georgia's it's defensive flat, line did yeah. not rush the passer. That's mm-hmm. why Bryce Young looked the way that he did. Georgia's defensive line won Bryce Young the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. Bryce Young didn't win the Heisman Trophy himself. Well, he threw some good passes. I mean, Jamison Williams was cooking. It's really... I I said it on our episode earlier this week. Was he the best player in college football? No, not by a long shot. He's on Alabama. He's the starting quarterback, and he had a Heisman moment in the SEC championship. That's why he won the Heisman. Agreed. Trophy. Agreed. I if you're gonna give it to purely the best college football player, uh, probably Aiden Hutchinson. But that's I mean Aiden Hutchinson had one game, one freaking good game. If it wasn't for Ohio State's offensive line, yeah, I can't stand them anyway. No matter. Alabama's winning it all. There you go. Boom. End of discussion. I'll if, bet uh, anybody won here. Alabama. I'll put this. All. I'll put this out there. If Michigan wins the national championship, I'm wearing cleats and khakis uh, to the first show afterwards. So I just, I just don't want like I don't want Alabama to win again. I, like, I rooted for them last year because I want Charlie to win, but there's nothing that wants me to win again because I want to see something different. I, I would love Cincinnati I'll, to win, but I don't think they Michigan. have a chance. Never root for them. All right. Uh, yeah. Well, obviously. We've been doing this for way too long because we're starting to get a little bit chippy. But I appreciate you two coming back on, uh, making this an annual thing. And if you are still listening to us, you love college football as much as as all of us do, uh, enjoy your bowl season. Have a happy and safe holiday. I'll tell you guys now. Uh, I'll probably talk to you guys before then. But Merry Christmas uh, and, and Happy New Year. Uh, happy holidays for everybody else out there. Um, but, no, I really appreciate you guys coming back on. This was a lot of fun. So, uh, I, hopefully, we have some uh, a, a lot of fun things to talk about after bowl season. Uh, the one thing that we did not talk about was, and I have to get this approved by the other people uh, here, but – Whoever wins this year gets a legit replica of a either a WWE or AEW uh, championship. When we're talking about legit belts, you don't realize how much they're they, they're like five hundred bucks. I know, there's no chance. We they, maybe I'll get you a toy one, store. a toy one. I'll get a toy I one. I want one that goes around my waist. The toy one yeah. doesn't even come close. Yeah. How about a trophy? How about we get a trophy? A, a, a trophy, a little trophy, plastic a little, trophy, a little toy belt, maybe easier. A trophy, we'll we'll see what's cheaper. I'll, I'll, we'll get we'll get something, but I'm not. I'm sorry, Dom. I'm not getting a real belt for we'll this. That's on me for. We the don't Jets have that big of a. We don't have that big of a budget. But uh, thank, thank you guys belt. for having at least me on. Um, I had a great time, Dom. Great to see you as well. And hopefully this year I do take the the belt or the trophy. What we do, um, but uh, appreciate you what you guys do and um, always. Love listening to your guys' podcast and happy this is an annual tradition. And uh, sorry the Hoosiers are in it this year, but that's okay. Yeah, it was an, it was another good bowl extravaganza. I think there's a good shot to come in last place again. I just try to I just try to throw my hat in the ring. Maybe maybe we gotta come up with a with a punishment for last place. Maybe next year. You guys wear a Mel Tucker like T-shirt or something. Some, something stupid like that. But yeah, it was That's another. Me. You'd have the most problem. Yeah. This this was a fun one. It was a three hour I want to say episode somewhere around Longest there. Longest episode so, in podcast history. So <laughs> we we turned the AC up all the way. So we froze our I froze my ass off because I'm in shorts and a T-shirt. But it was much needed. So I'm glad we were able to get through all this but yeah it should be a fun bowl season i will be betting on nearly every single one using mybookie.ag and our promo code bench b-e-n-c-h uh along with that follow us at feotb pod we'll be putting out a twitter poll 24 hour you'll have 24 hours before each game to vote in our twitter poll uh and if you guys if the bench warmers win obviously we'll, we'll definitely have a stipulation for the four of us because we did all that research and they're just people scrolling through social I media i didn't do any research well, i'll uh, keep okay. them everyone yeah. else did i'm three, glad they three all. out of the four of us did all this research and we might be getting beat by people on the internet 
but other than that, listen to our new episodes every single Wednesday of the Far End of the Bench. Videos come out throughout the rest of the week. We just released our uh, Canadian team predictions for Olympic hockey, so be sure to check that out, as well as the Team USA roster. And, you know, we appreciate everybody checking us out. Be sure to leave a rating and a review. Our Christmas wish, tell a friend about the podcast, get some more listeners, continue to grow the bench, and uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. For that... Uh, this is the second annual bowl extravaganza for myself, Jimmy Pilato, Nico Bryant, the co-host of the show, and our very special guests, uh, Dom Pilato and Jeremy Fear. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, watching, and listening. We will see you guys next week. Peace! This is the blues I'm playing. Yes, it's a final thing. When the night is cold and low. This is a dollar bill beat. Was it the money that made me a savage? Popping them prices, I made it a habit. Towing them pistols and serving them addicts. That was the sight in the middle.